What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 46 of the No Mercy podcast. This is a little special edition, a little different than we usually do. Uh, you guys have seen my uh, Instagram at Create the Mayhem, uh, and you've seen the Four Deep Media uh, Instagram and social pages. And I've had a lot to say about Linwood and this whole situation. So instead of leaving it on Instagram or waiting to drop a next No Mercy, Monday night, we basically went out and did our normal Tommy G after dark uh, on our Four Deep Discord. If you are not a part of the Four Deep Discord, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. It is free. There's thousands of patriots in there talking 24 hours a day, and we do all types of shows in there. Janet does a show uh, around 2 o'clock a couple days a week. Bobby does his show a couple days a week. I do Tommy G after dark. Whenever I've had a couple drinks and want to run an eight-hour session till 6 in the morning, uh, Ben does Ben BC News. We have uh, hashtags, chats for breaking news, all kinds of shit over there. So you should be over there. But what we did on Monday, we did a Tommy G after dark for me to explain my Linwood stance. And we ended up covering a lot more than that. We covered Linwood, Greta Thunberg, January 6th, Trump's path to victory, uh, drop dead dates. We covered QAnon. Uh, we brought on James R., who absolutely fucking slayed it. I got to say, James R. is phenomenal. Pirate radio. Uh, dude's just phenomenal. Uh, so me and James and Bobby uh, did most of the talking throughout the show. But we also had Uncle Danny who popped in. Romanelli popped in. Ataz was on the mic. Uh, we do this all the time. It's very interactive. There's a live chat room. So we're answering questions from the chat. The audio may not be as great as the other No Mercies that we put out simply because we just recorded this off of Discord so that you guys can get a feel for it. Uh, we just thought it was too good to, to let die. So uh, we'll be doing this a little more often. Uh, once the site drops at 4Deep, these will be kind of exclusive to 4Deep members, these kind of extra bonus sessions. But uh, for now, we'll drop them here uh, on the No Mercy podcast. So a little special edition episode. Make sure you uh, download, subscribe, write a review, and go to the number 4Deep.com. It's a landing page right now. It's not a website yet. It's just a landing page. Just go there and click Join Discord. Or you can go to my Instagram, at Create the Mayhem, and join our Discord and pop in and out whenever you want. Um, anything that's going on throughout the day, conspiracy, political, election-wise, is there. Plus, there's a lot of sex talk, and there's a lot of horny people in there, and we do some dating shows, and we get a little fucking weird, too. So, without further ado, hit it, Bobby. Well, it's the No Mercy Podcast with Tommy G. Sure, like talking So we'll start off by saying that about a month and a half ago, uh, actually about probably four months ago, I started going in on Linwood and I've had a problem with Linwood personally and from a feel instinct standpoint for four months. Um, when everyone looks at Linwood with a million Twitter followers, Linwood had like 20,000, 15,000 this time last year, right? Huh. And then, and then, and don't worry, Bob, I'll let you go where I know you're about to fucking hmm. go. Okay. You fucking jerk off. So, 
So Linwood is now up to a million followers, um, which you know makes him more credible, obviously, at that point for some reason. But the thing, the issue I had with him personally, which I've told a lot of you guys before, is I have a major problem with a non-attorneys. All right, you guys heard me rip my Maria up and down and sideways fifteen different times. Right. So there was two guys. There was Robert Barnes and there was Lynn Wood. Okay, who tweeted about me or retweeted me when I got deleted. Okay. So at that time, I was sitting there going. This is crazy. I have hit pieces coming out on me from the Daily Beast. Chrissy Teigen celebrating it, fighting with Alyssa Milano, fucking getting blocked by Kathy Griffin. Like it was, I was making noise, right? And I had two hundred fifty thousand followers. It was, I, I I was making waves to say the least. Okay, and when I got banned, it's a big thing, right? I don't want to over exaggerate it, but to the point where. People I didn't know and attorneys I didn't know were talking about it. So the first thing I saw was I got a notification from a guy named Robert Barnes. Does anyone know who Robert Barnes is? Bob, do you guys even know who that is? Is he a lawyer? He's a big lawyer. Now, keep in mind, most lawyers don't have 200,000 Twitter followers, right? Yeah. So the first thing I saw was this dude. Let me find the screenshot. Um, This was the tweet. And let me post it here. And this ties to Linwood. I'm not just talking about myself here. So that was the tweet, if you scroll up, from Robert Barnes. Okay? Another real Donald Trump supporter with massive following, Tommy G, summarily suspended by Twitter. The election purge continues. Okay? Now, keep in mind, when this shit popped off when I got banned, my first instinct was I'm suing everybody. Right? So I started reaching out to attorneys left and right, okay? That was my number one focus. The hit pieces were written. The articles were out. It was a big enough case. I was running a $5 million sports business through my Twitter. I was verified and able to interact with important people. It was a big financial hit. It was a big branding hit. It was a big free speech hit. You would be representing someone who... Has a podcast that was one of the top podcasts on all of iTunes who could speak publicly in his defense on television. Like, I don't think there was a better candidate for people to represent if they wanted to represent someone and if they were really in a non-attorney. So I reach out. Robert Barnes sends the tweet. And I reach out to Robert Barnes. I send him a message. Hey, just wanted to let you know this is Tommy G., Um, you sent a tweet about me yesterday. I'd really love to talk and see what we could do about suing these people. And here's my background. Here's the proof of how much money I was making through Twitter marketing, blah, blah, blah. How much this hurt me financially, et cetera, et cetera. Nothing. Brandon, my partner in the business who was had 170,000 Twitter followers and a check mark DM'd him. Robert Barnes responded to him and said, have him email me. To which I said, fuck that. I'm not emailing him. Like, tell him to call me. So I'm, I'm not going through this fucking back channel shit. So I gave Brandon my number, which he already had. And I said, tell him I'm available anytime. Just shoot me a call and let's, let's chat. And then he responded with, keep in mind, this is like one of his, him and Lynn Wood were the two big guys. He responded with, uh, I don't do calls without appointment. Please have him set up an appointment with my secretary. Okay. 
which I was kind of annoyed about because you're using me for clout on Twitter. But I was like, fine. So I do it. I speak to the secretary. I call her. I leave three messages. No one calls back over the course of a week. I finally get in touch with her. And she says, he'll be back in touch with you. He never responded to my email. He never called me back. And he stopped responding to Brandon's DMs. Okay? That pissed me off. Then Lynn Wood. Fuck, this is where it ties to Lynn. Brandon reaches out to Lynn Wood. Everyone starts reaching out to Lynn Wood. Tagging. He's retweeting stuff. He's retweeting my suspension. Doing all this. I start fucking trying to get a hold of Lynn Wood. Okay? And everyone's telling me. Get a hold of Lynn Wood. Lynn Wood will save you. Lynn Wood's the one who got Sandman, $750 million. So we reach out to Lynn Wood, who's got where we go, one we go all in his bio, right? Like, you can't have a better fucking person. It's like me, inevitable. Like, all of us got zapped around the same time. And I'm sending them messages saying, I can get 1.9 billion impressions worth of people in your hands tomorrow to represent us in a in one lawsuit a class action suit which should have been their fucking dream when i call lynn wood and i get to his office i get a hold of his office i am told lynn wood is not taking any cases anymore now what are you doing running around on twitter telling everyone that you are going to be representing free speech movement and the community and then when someone with a quarter of a million followers calls you and says, hey, could we talk? Not only once you get on the phone, you say you're not taking cases anymore. And then two weeks later, I see him write a fucking tweet saying anyone who has an issue with Twitter, call me or you know, make an appointment. Or So I do it again. And I'm like, all right, maybe open back up. And I call again and I get told the same exact thing. He's not taking any cases anymore. To which I told the secretary, why the fuck is he posting on Twitter about stopping free speech and putting a lawsuit against Twitter. And she's like, I don't know anything about that. So I know is he's not taking any cases. So that right there pissed me the fuck off. All right. And that was the point where I was like, all right, this dude's just clout chasing. He's just trying to get followers. He's just trying to build his business, build his brand for the future. So I never liked him from a personal standpoint. Okay. So I want to be clear with that. Because that means, Bobby, I probably do have some semblance of a built-in bias against him for personal reasons. Is that fair? It is fair, but I mean, then again, it also kind of validates part of your case. You know, it's like, right. hey, I'm not it's, just it's not like I don't like him because he fucked my girlfriend. Like I don't like yeah. him because he was, was being what I believe to be a fraud. Right. No, I mean, it gives you like it gives you legit firsthand evidence of of why this guy is who you might think he is. Yes, and yeah. and literally. Every attorney I reached out to, I mean, me and my, my Maria are best friends right now. We're great friends. We're very close. She's been here a lot. Even she jokes around. I joke around with her all the time. And I was like, oh, you were the non-attorney, and I sent you 30 fucking messages, and you didn't respond until you realized I had a podcast, right? And that's our running joke as friends. Well, so, here's the other thing you might validate is that you're not as big as you think you are. Right. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but then, in my opinion, Bob, stop fucking tweeting about me. Okay, you're fair. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know who Robert Barnes was. Okay. See, so. here's the thing. I like okay, like if you like if you if you look at Linwood's history, you know, like defending Richard Jewell, Sandman, John Benet Ramsey, uh Herman Cain, you know, I mean like some high profile 
names. And then, you know, I can understand why he's almost like a Johnny Cochran of defamation, if that makes sense. So like you call his law firm and you might talk to like an underling, you know, right. as opposed no, to Robert absolutely. Barnes. I, huh? Yeah. No. Who, who the fuck am I? I'm fucking right. some kid on Twitter. Right. Like, yeah. Well, here's my it. other question. What was the timeline of this? Cause I know the Sandman case was wrapping up like late June, early, I'm sorry, late well, July, Sandman, like early August. The Sandman case is another issue because if you dig into that, Sandman didn't get on $750 million. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, it always says that. But it's just kind of like record deals. Like, you know, you never, whatever the dollar amount says on the deal, like there's always some kind of fine print or whatever, you know? Like, yeah, like it, I've heard it, record deals where the band doesn't get anything because it's all like back end pay and they don't like, Well, you know, I mean, if you, if you yeah. just read the writing, the, the writing is very simple. He's, Sandman was suing for $750 million. And all it said in the headline was Sandman settles $750 million lawsuit. Yeah, that, that does not mean he got. He did not get seven hundred fifty million dollars. That means he was going for seven fifty, and they settled out of court. Correct, correct. He could correct, have got yeah. two hundred grand. Right, like no one is any. Yeah, that wording's really tricky. That wording's really right. tricky. Yeah. So, so, oh my God, are we gonna start this? Tommy, answer me, dude. I don't see what any. Well, that's of you what are they're right. trying to say. <laughs> they're saying, well, you don't answer me. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, <laughs> right. But I also don't tweet about you either. That's the key point in all this. That if you're gonna put my name in a tweet both of them and say, you know, another purge, another election purge. And they're not writing like, like, uh, some dude, like one of the biggest names, one of the biggest Trump supporters on Twitter. Like that's what the fucking dude wrote. Yeah. So that's what you think of me. Like he knew I was banned fucking before Brandon did. So well, here's my question. Okay. You're a podcast host. So if you have a chance to get a, a, a guest on your show that has a million followers and can boost your sales sure. by, you know, exponentially or, uh, a guest that only has, you know, a couple hundred thousand followers that that doesn't have, you know, I mean, you're going to take the one with millions of followers. So, I mean, there could be other cases that we're lining up for him, including this election case. I mean, you never know what type, you know, if, if, if people think that there was a plan in action and that Lynn was part of the plan, then, you know, there, there, there is that part of the discussion as well, that they were getting ready for the election. Uh, well, well so, so again, this is just what tipped it off four months ago. This doesn't have yeah. much to do with why I don't buy what he's doing right now. Okay. So yeah. I saw Lorna wrote, um, d- hold on. Uh, doesn't that show he just doesn't care about followers? No. What it shows is he's lying because he's tweeting that he's going to sue Twitter with the biggest names on Twitter who are getting censored which then gets shared and retweeted 10,000 times. And then yeah. all of a sudden, when it comes time to actually do said action, they're not doing it. So mm. that's number one. If you are Lynn Wood, if you are Robert Barnes, if you are a big attorney, then at that point, I would assume, if you're going to say you're going to fucking sue Twitter, then round up inevitable ET, Tommy G, CJ Truth, like round up all the people that are getting banned and use it. But either way, that's neither here nor there. So... That was my first kind of bad taste, right? And I've always mm-hmm. been worrisome about people who um, don't do much to gain their following, right? And I know Bobby. I'll let you go to say what you're about to say before. Well, I was I was joking pre-show about how you, your main one of your you have to you have to be the other side. <laughs> well, one of your main arguments was that he shot up to a million followers, and I was like, well, I mean, a year ago you were sitting at what like thirty thirty five k and shot up to two hundred fifty k under a year, and everybody was like, who the fuck is this guy? A hundred percent. Wow. And I was and with the blue check. Everyone on. is not by saying Isaac Cappy 
fucking got killed. And I have I have proof that I'm not going to release to anyone but Donald Trump himself by putting yeah, together. But he didn't he didn't get his following through that either. He got no, no. He's, well, I mean, he did because he literally got his whole following in the last five months. But yeah. Um, yeah. It's not like he had a million last year. Like I literally, last time I saw it, he had like a hundred thousand. And then I look back. Well, he, he, yeah. Uh, cart said in the comments, I mean, his followers went up about 80 to a hundred K today. I'm sure. And it'll go up another hundred K tomorrow and another hundred K today after that. If he keeps going on fucking, you know, tirades, which, which I get. And that's great. Because guess what most of us were trying to do? We were trying to build followings, and then you could speak to more people. So I'm all for that. And the other thing is, like, people didn't just start following me because I came out and said Cappy fucking uh, didn't kill himself. It was because I was putting work in and doing, you know, f- you know 15 hours of research to put together a 30-part thread to explain to people why, right? Yeah. So, Anyone who's doing the work, like Inevitable and every CJ, everyone else on Twitter, Larry Johnson, who's growing their following by doing work, even if be it podcasts, be it threads, videos, songs like you do, Bobby, you know, whatever it is, I respect it. You know, put the work in and put the time in. So a lot of so he's getting very big. So like I said with Nino Rodriguez and everyone else. I said, listen, just be very careful because I know I'm one of those people who grew a following very fast. But be very careful. Make sure you vet these people and don't just blind trust them or me. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't blind trust me either. That's one of the fucking things. Like, I tell everyone, like, don't just say what Bobby, you, you told people today. Just because Tommy says it doesn't make it true. Right? Like, yeah, I was just, telling somebody that last night. They were like, Tommy told us not to trust Lynn Wood. I was like... Well, why don't you trust yourself? Fucking, yeah, read, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't yeah, trust I, Tommy. <laughs> He's my cousin. I don't trust him. Yeah, who the fuck am I? I don't fucking trust my own shit. Sometimes I don't fucking yeah. know. I just have instincts and I put my opinions out. So yeah, I'm not telling you not to let, trust Lynn Wood. I'm telling you not to trust anybody. Yeah, that's who it was. It was Rage. So get on him again. Right now, I beat Rage up pretty bad the other night. I got oh, okay, okay, you're gonna. Yeah, yeah, gonna no, I skull fucked him the other night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. uh, But it's the same point I've been making. And you guys have heard me say this a hundred times. Okay. A hundred times from the years of 2012 to 2016, at some point you were voting for Mitt Romney. And then now Mitt Romney's a fucking traitor cuck and we hate him. Now keep on, I'm speaking for you. I don't hate these people or love these people or form opinions because I never loved them. Therefore I can never hate them. Right. I'm just talking about most of the people I see in the chat okay then we love john mccain we're voting for john mccain and then it got so bad we can't even say that motherfucker's name it was so bad right alex jones got me into conspiracy theories everyone's mean to alex jones all alex jones is doing and telling the truth fast forward six years alex jones is a fucking psyop he's a plant who was put here to destroy the movement okay tucker carlson is the king we were doing tucker carlson viewing nights tucker carlson is the voice of the movement Tucker Carlson says a few things. Tucker Carlson's a psyop and a plant. We're moving over. Fuck Fox News. Fox News is our home. Oh, no, wait. Fuck Fox News. Fox News is the enemy. We're moving over the Newsmax. Remember that week where everyone was in on Newsmax, Bob? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Newsmax is going to save us, and they're going to give us the information. And then all of a sudden, I fucking took a nap, woke up, and Newsmax was a psyop. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? All right, we're going to own one America News Network. That's where we're going. They're going to save us. And then I'm like, wait, didn't you say Pisobiak's a psyop? 
Mm, it was the like a flavor guy, of the week. Yeah. The main fucking guy, like Q said, the main fucking guy at that channel is a psyop, and he said it with him and Alex Jones in the same fucking article. And but go to parlor. Yeah, go but to you have parlor. To, yeah, but you trust the channel that has him as the lead host? Yeah, mm. fuck, fuck Instagram. We're going to parlor. Well, wait, Bobby basically discovered the parlor's a fucking honeypot. Yeah, fuck parlor. We're going to Gab. And then, you know, Lindsey Graham will save us. And then Lindsey Graham's a psyop. And Marco Rubio will save us. And he's a psyop. And Ted Cruz will save us. Then he's a psyop. Now it's Cindy Powell, Rudy Giuliani, and Lynn Wood. Like, shut the fuck up. Stop it. Jesus fucking Christ. How many saviors are you guys going to have every week? Stop it. Tommy, what do you think of Cindy Powell? Don't trust her. Tom, what do you think of Lynn Wood? Don't trust him. Giuliani, don't trust him. Bongino, don't trust him. I don't trust anybody because I've been fucked over by the whole goddamn list I just read to you. So for me to question Lynn Wood or to question Sidney Powell and this fucking mysterious Kraken that's about to be unleashed, yeah, I hope it's happening, guys. I'm fucking all in with you. I'm here. I have a fucking bet with Bill Ruff that he gets to smack me in his fi- my face with his cock on Periscope <laughs> if fucking Trump doesn't win. I'm not making that fucking bet because I think we're going to lose. Okay? But at the same token, I'm also not going to hear someone say cool words on TV and then just all of a sudden think they're our fucking savior. There's one guy that could fucking save us and that's the only guy I fucking give a shit about. His name's Donald mm-hmm. Trump. That's the only guy I think can fucking save what's happening right now. And that's it. Just stop being weak. Just stop jumping on every fucking piece of shit that fucking gets in front of a microphone. They all had resumes. Lynn Wood's got a good resume. I'm sure he's a great lawyer. He's done some very big things. I mean, he used to be an ambulance chaser back in the day. We all know that. He's got major issues with his former um, employees. If you reach into it, three people from his former law firm who came out and sued him and he admitted to sending them messages saying, um, I am here in disguise for the God almighty and I will have mercy. You better pray. I have mercy on you. And then he said, you know, I was going through a lot of personal shit and that's why I said all that stuff in those emails. So, but listen, I get shit said about me every day in here by fucking plants and fucking psyops and libtards and just people who hate me. So I'm not going to listen to that either. But, you know, he admitted to saying it, right? So it's not like it's fucking complete lies. But, yeah, I'm a nut. He's a nut. This one's a nut. You got to be crazy to fucking speak out in this fucking movement. Bobby's a fucking lunatic. You got to be. You can't be a normal, sane person and choose to fucking stand in front of the fucking cabal, right? Like, it doesn't work like that. So I respect all that shit. I hope he's right. I hope he's telling the truth. My number one question, Bob, and I'll tag you in now to start going back and forth. My Mm -hmm. number one question is we are 48 hours away from one of the biggest days in the history of the free world. Would you guys agree with that? That January 6th, is a monstrous day. It's not the be all end all. It doesn't mean if the sixth goes sideways, we fucking give up and, you know, all fucking, you know, get ready, get fitted for FEMA camps and cages. But the <laughs> 20th is the biggest day. Right. And the sixth is the second biggest. Yeah. Right. Fair statement, yeah. Bob. 
Yeah, that's a fair statement. Um, and they're very close because the sixth is the major certification and, you know, the, with the dueling, you know, it's, it's technically it's ceremonious, you know, where the electors come in and certify everything. But, um, there's a lot of people uh, that are saying that they're, uh, going to protest the certification. So, um, the sixth is to me, like it's the biggest day other than the inauguration date. Yeah. Right. But to me, any, and, everything that happens after the sixth, like, like the GOP is either going to fall on their ass. Type shit, right? What's up? Would you think that after the sixth, we're basically looking at like an insurrection act to save us after that? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Cause like, I feel like if nothing happens on the sixth, I, 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 and I put this poll out a long time ago that, you know, are you more loyal to the GOP or to the Trump administration? And, and most of the people in here, and maybe not, are are loyal to the Trump administration and really to whatever you want to call it. You know, we, we talked about the, quote, Patriot Party, but let's just talk about, you know, uh, you know, I call myself a Trumplican. Um, and, you know, with 95 percent, uh, you know, of the vote, you know, people are loyal to to uh, Trump and, and that, you know, ac- according to the voter turnout, that's over 70 million people um, right. there, which means and I guarantee you of those 75 million people, 95 percent of those people think that there was election fraud. So you're talking right. an overwhelming large uh, percentage of the population in the United States is almost certain that there was election fraud. And it's, and it's, I've never seen anything more obvious in my entire life. That's why I'm saying after the six, if all this shit goes through, Pence is going to get hung. All these fucking rhino Republicans are going to get hung. And, and, and it's on, man. And there's going to be a lot of pissed off people in DC. I mean, think about it. Like while this shit's happening, there's going to be a fucking stop the steal uh, march in, in D.C. where Trump's going to be there. Imagine if it doesn't go their way with all those people in D.C., which is why they're bringing the National Guard in right now. Right. And, and, that's, and that's basically the, the point I'm trying to make here is that right now, and I've said this numerous times. I know there's, you know, 500 people online right now here and here. So um, a lot of you probably haven't heard it. But I said... Jan 20, the second Biden gets inaugurated, you can take all the bullshit and stick it up your ass. Like, that's that's done. Right? Like, stop it. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a part. Because someone's got some background noise. Just everyone mute, Bobby. Um, I'm not going to be a part of the left dressed in red. That's not, that's never going to be me. Because uh, mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen. Let's say hypothetically... Biden were to get in on the 20th, you know, then start, well, it's not over yet. The non's like, right. we can right. still impeach him. No, 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 nope. Bye-bye. Like, you fucking have fun. All you, you here, fucking take, take everything. Take my fucking tinfoil hat. Take my, take it all. Bye. I still believe there's elites fucking children. I still believe Epstein is alive. I still believe Cappy fucking didn't kill himself. I still believe the moon is a satellite. I still, I still believe we're living in a simulation. I still believe in all of it. But anyone with the word Q in front of their name could kick fucking rocks mm. if you're going to stay in that fucking world, right? Because mm-hmm. then you're the left. Then you're – there's never a deadline. There has to be a deadline. There has to be a fucking deadline. The deadline is Jan 20. Now, if the deadline gets backed up, I ain't going nowhere. Right. Right? Like, if they say, hey, we're pushing back the inauguration, and it's not going to be January 20th, 
we're moving it to March 1st, I'll be standing right here, more confident than ever, probably up to 99.9% that we win. But if Biden gets in on the 20th and you're still going to preach that there's a plan, you're wrong. That's all I can say. You're wrong. Bob? Yeah, and, and I know I've said this a couple of times, but I'll, I'll say it again. Um, you know, there was this whole story and book about uh, weird, weird scenes in Laurel Canyon, which, which had to do with the whole hippie movement being a CIA operation. What was that noise? Um, okay, the whole uh, hippie movement coming out d- during the Vietnam War was a CIA operation to dilute the anti-war movement. You know, what it did was not only did it criminalize drug users, but it... it it, it got them more distracted in a form of entertainment and they had all this protest music, but instead of actually doing something about it, all you did was go to a concert and get high on LSD and do absolutely nothing. So it right. diluted, you still had your protest. So they called it like the protest era, but did they really do anything about it? No, it just diluted it. And um, so that's why we have to be careful with any of this stuff. Like you have to, you know, find yourself asking, you know, yourself, am I becoming apathetic? Am I just saying, okay, I'm just going to, it's okay to say, trust the plan, but within trusting the plan, if you're not doing anything about it, if you're not, you know, trying to, you know, like, like one of the main things with me is like, I always try to, you know, encourage people and push the envelope and get other people to join up with us. You know, I never get complacent. So I think that's the whole idea with COINTELPRO is when they try to make us complacent through any yes, means necessary. Yes, so yes, 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 if, yes, yes. Yeah. If Joe Biden gets elected and, and sworn in on the 20th, we really have to start talking about whether is QAnon one of those COINTELPRO operations to keep us complacent. Because you have to remember this. And anybody that's an old Q follower like me, remember when that IG report came out, we were saying, this is the boom week. This is the, that was like 2018 and the Horowitz report came in and on like page 300, it talked about Hillary Clinton crimes against children. I know you guys remember all this stuff, the IG report, that was the big date. And then it came and went and nobody got arrested. So we really, realistically, we have 48 hours in my opinion, until like you said, the drop dead date. One, after January sixth happens, well, that's, that's when we you. really. I'm actually still Jan twenty. You're you're, you're Jan twenty. I'm before Jan sixth. I'm Jan sixth. If nothing happens, Jan sixth. If we find out that inauguration days get pushed back, if we find out that there are delays and filibusters and and they're and and the uh, congressmen that say that they're going to protest do their job, or or if it ends up being to where the con- Congress has to elect the president. Then, you know, I'm going to say, okay, this was the plan. But to me, we talked about this earlier, and I want you to kind of elaborate on it. We think that Trump holds the cards, but he doesn't want to use all the cards unless he's exhausted every single option. And I think that's what that phone call was to those, you know, to that was released to the Washington Post was his way of saying, like, listen, this is your last fucking chance to get out. And of course, they like took one little small clip out of context. But I listened to, you know, majority of that phone call. And it's in the tone that I got from Donald Trump is that he was basically it sounded like he already knew everything and he was giving them the last opportunity to do the right thing. But yes, Bobby, I agree with you. So, so my whole uh, Trump's book, The Art of the Deal, um, which you should read if you haven't. Uh, just to get in the mind of Trump. But it's basically the art of war for business, right? And Trump has gone out and said the art of war is his favorite book of all time. And the art of war premise, for those who haven't read that, I don't know how you haven't, if you're following us for a long period of time, but 
the premise in the art of war, to sum it up in lay terms, is to fight without having to fight. You know, like that's the whole thing. War is the last resort. Okay. So mm-hmm. my philosophy on this the whole entire time when people ask me when we do these 6 a.m. voice chats that are going on until wee hours of the morning is I tell everyone, I think there's a plan. I think that plan inv- has multiple legs and facets to it. And I think there is a quote unquote trump card that he is willing to pull if he has to. But why not try and win it fair, clean, through the courts, whatever it is first. And then if that fails, that's why I don't think Jan 6 is a drop dead date, Bob, the way you do. I think Jan 6 would just be the drop dead date for the legal side of this battle, which I really want out. I want that gone anyway. Either win it or get it the fuck out. And let's get to the 14 days of, all right, are you going to do some shit? Are you going to fucking call in the National Guard all over the country? Are you going to, you know, are we going to get days of darkness? Are we going to get fucking martial law insurrection app type shit? Or are we just going to sit back and take it in the ass? So, well, here's yeah, I guess my drop dead date means like if nothing happens, it proves actually it proves some of Lynn Wood's points, which is like, OK, Trump's on an island by himself. Even fucking Mike Pence is part of the cabal. He's got nobody around him, you know. So, uh, you know, that that's kind of like where my drop dead date is as far as I, I want to see what happens, because if this thing goes through and it gets certified, then, yes, th- it's plan B time, it seems. Right. And plan B, it just means plan A is done. But I'll tell you yeah. this, the funny thing about like a lot of the, you know, a lot of the people who are all in on Q and all in on the plan and all in on that, uh, me and Bobby have been saying on No Mercy, the beauty of doing that podcast is we have hundreds of hours of tape documented going back two years of us saying, and the reason I'm not all in on that part of the movement is I think it's stopping people from thinking freely, right? Where we're just starting to lean on other people and other entities to make decisions for us. And the reason I'm not all in on that part of the movement is it is kind of causing a lot of complacency. Like as much as it woke people up, it should have stopped in like July. The fact that it kept going is keeping a lot of people sitting on their couch instead of hitting the streets. So, you know, that's, that's another thing. There are a lot of negatives to it. Okay. There are a lot of negatives to it. I think there's negatives to following any one movement without, you know, uh, using as, as much resources as possible. I, I use this analogy I use on the last podcast. It's the same thing in mis- mixed martial arts. If you only have one discipline and to get beat in the ring because you need multiple disciplines, you know, you're, you're, tu- you're turning yourself away to, to more and deeper knowledge and philosophical thinking if you're just following one movement. And then it, it lends credence to the fact that it has a cult-like quality. So that's why I, when I always said from the beginning with QAnon that it is a source. Yes, I do believe that it's military intelligence. Yes, I do from the beginning. And I, and I was on to it from November of 2017 that, that there's something to it and that, yes, it is statistically almost impossible that it isn't, in my opinion. But, I mean, listen – there's complex fucking uh, counterintelligence operations that could that could fool the best of us. The thing about QAnon is it's been around for a long time and nobody's seriously been able to debunk it. So it's a very sophisticated uh, uh, form of, of intel, in my opinion. And but I mean, if you notice on my on my shit, I haven't shared anything Q related in a long time. And realistically, one of the reasons that I stopped doing it is because I felt like a lot of people within the community were turning on others, especially anybody that tried to like profit off of it. Like they, they were starting to say that like, pay, you know, you always talk about the Patriots, the pay a wide 
Prix. It's look out for them. And I'm sitting here thinking like, there's a lot of people making names for themselves in the QAnon movement because they have good information. And like, if they want to fucking make some money so that they can support themselves right. and continue to put information out there, like fucking let them. Like, what, what, when did we become anti-capitalism? That's why I, right. I never understood about that shit. Well, I mean, that's the main thing. And the funny thing is they talk about me. Meanwhile, I'm negative $58,000 on this movement. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. how much did you guys pay to be here as you talk shit on me and everyone else all day, you fucking troll fucks? Right? Right. Like, you know what I did? I started a fucking community, a little Discord that fucking grew up to thousands of people and, and 56000 or $58,000 into a website. I'm paying staff for two and a half months. Fucking this kid I'm talking to right now. I got two checks already. Like, yes. I, I held out for a contract. It's like that hasn't made a dollar. So... <laughs> You know, what the fuck? The fuck am I the patriot? Like, I Actually, I'm, patriot. I'm more of a pay. I'm a more of a patriot than you are right now. Yeah, seriously, I'm fucking paying you and everyone else here, and we don't even have a website. So <laughs> it's uh, it's comical to me, you know, on that yeah. side of it. But the, I wanted to make so many points. And and you you moved you pivoted so I want to get well, back to where we were. Well, what let's we, we were talking a lot about uh, what's what's happening in the next forty eight hours, but realistically, right, right, like let me let me go down. Yeah, go right. ahead. So, yeah. So January twentieth is my drop dead date. That's it. I will not be the person screaming in peach. I will not be the person screaming. Um, we still have time because guess what that is? That's just the stall tactic. That's just mm-hmm. the fact that a lot of you don't want to do anything, and it's easier to think something's going to happen than that you have to make something happen. Right. That's all that is. And I'm never going to be that person. I'm already uncomfortable that we're waiting this long. Mm-hmm. Because if I would have told you guys on January 4th of 2019 or 2020, that on January 4th of 2021, you'd still be sitting there fucking praying and hoping something happened in a courtroom. Like or in a fucking congressional meeting. Yeah. You'd be like physically impossible. Yeah. Physically impossible. There's no fucking way that there was a plan and that plan ends with praying Congress approves something or praying a lawyer gets a, an election to overturn. Like, there's no way, right? See, that that yeah, was- and the only thing that I can understand from this aspect is if you don't want this type of election fraud to ever happen again, it makes sense that you have to let it run its course and then prove it beyond right. a shadow of a doubt that the, not like there was foreign interference. There was offline interference. There was online interference. You had that uh, uh, Pulitzer guy who literally like, he literally like what it's called like a white hack or something hacked into the, uh, you know, the voting machines and proved that, that the voting machines were, were online. And he did that live uh, actually reminded me of, um, uh, I'm trying to remember who else did that on air. He hacked into a government uh, website. But anyway, so, you know, you have to prove that there, there's foreign interference with that beyond a shadow of a doubt, electronic interference beyond the shadow of a doubt, mail-in, there's, uh, you know, chain of custody issues, there's dead people voting issues, there's illegal people voting issues. So, you know, if we can prove all this beyond a shadow of a doubt, then we can end it and it will never happen again, you know? Yeah. So yes, exactly. I, and, I, I uh, get I it. Wanna, I just want to say, um, hold on, serial thriller. Seriously, dude, he just wrote this chat has turned into pig shit after asking twenty times to address the poll. Oh, you're part of the problem. I had to lecture you today. Stop it. Um, so Frankie said something in there. He said people are fighting back, and mm-hmm. people are waking up. And I responded with, No, they're not. 
And guess what? They're not. Go to my Instagram, go back to Christmas Eve, and watch the video in the mall. You guys don't know what's going on. Bobby has no fucking clue what's going on in Memphis, Tennessee. I do a little bit. I do a little bit because we're blue. We're blue in Memphis. I do a little bit. Not as much. Yeah, because I'm in ground zero. Yeah. So New Jersey. I think I got the fuck out of there. (laughs) Right. No, you're right. New Jersey, New York, and LA, and maybe maybe Chicago. Definitely Canada for sure. Australia and most and definitely London. Right. Like we know what the fuck's going on. The rest of you running around going, I didn't wear a mask on Christmas Eve either in fucking Montana. Like, no, no one gives a fuck. You're not going to get put in jail for 30 days for not wearing a mask in a mall. You will here. It's a law. I didn't wear a mask at my bonfire party. No, I didn't wear a mask in Alabama. Yeah, no one wears a fucking <laughs> mask in Alabama. Like, like, I'm living in the fucking future right now. Jay in yeah. London is living in the future. Iconic in Canada is living in the future. Anyone in L.A. Yeah. is living in the future. When Hannah and Maddie and them want to go get a drink and every single bar is closed. They're in the future. So be Any scared. country where you can get arrested or fined for compelled speech or for a cartoon or, or any type, anything like that, you, yes, you're, that is what the future is going to look like. Right. And that's what we keep saying. Like Australia, when we see people um, you know, getting arrested for a Facebook group that they were organizing in Victoria, Australia, you know, that, that's crazy, man. And, and the whole point about the Christmas Eve thing, and again, it wasn't, um, as I've said before, it wasn't, the video shouldn't have been disturbing and the experience shouldn't have been disturbing for my Instagram. It shouldn't have been cool. Tommy's a hero. No, it should be Bill Rupp was sitting there in the mall with me who've been on the sports chat talking about it, how there was like 10,000 people in this mall. And I was the only single person without a mask. Mm. Not the only person in a mask in a 7-Eleven. Not the only person without a ma- with a mask off in a fucking corner store. Not the only person with a mask off in a 20-person restaurant. In a 10,000-person mall on Christmas Eve. The only mm. single person. So when, and do you really think, if we're talking about how uh, 75 million people voted for Trump, do you really think... 30% of that mall didn't vote for Trump? Right? In that mall? Yeah, in Jersey. No. There's a lot of Not, not in that mall. Yeah. Out of I feel 10, like mall goers, I feel like mall goers are 80 to 85% li- liberal. Were there 1,000 people in there? <laughs> 500 people in yes. there that voted for Trump? Okay. Yes. And none of them did anything. Yeah. Not one of 500. And keep in mind, this is Christmas Eve shopping. It was all men. So... This isn't normal uh, liberals. Oh, well, see, that actually makes it even worse. Christmas Eve shopping, which is exclusively So they weren't there with their wife saying, put on the mask, look at the baby, look at the baby. Last minute, fuck this, get me in and out, guys. Okay. Yeah. So you're looking at not one. So it's like everyone's fighting back. (laughs) Not here. Well, they are where I am. Okay. They're not here. They're not in New York. And they're not in L.A. How many of you were in the sports chat the other day when I got in a screaming match with the dude at 7-Eleven because he wouldn't give me cigarettes? On air. And I tried to, I was going to fight him in the store. Right? And I refused. It went on for three minutes. I stood there and refused to leave as he was fucking telling me he wasn't going to serve me. And what happened? 
How did that end? He was hiding behind a windshield. Yeah. He fucking took my cigarettes and he gave them to me and I walked out. I got my fucking cigarettes, right? So, yes, I gave him the money and he gave me the cigarettes. He flipped them at me and I told him I was going to break his neck. But he sucked his dick. Somebody, yeah. yeah. That's how it ended, right? How many people would stand there and say, call the cops? No. So people aren't really fighting back, right? And Bill will say the same thing. I like to believe that I stand for what I believe in, even if what I believe in is retarded, right? And even if people think it's crazy. I don't think that many people are going to do it. So my fear is complacency, like when our backs are against the wall. So when you look at a Lynn Wood, okay, and people are misinterpreting me saying this dude's batshit and has a lot of false flag about him, right? A lot of false flag about this dude. We have the biggest election uh, event in the history of America, maybe, happening in 48 hours, Bob. This dude lives in Georgia, Bob. He's literally one of the most powerful attorneys in the world, Bob. His focus is, and the reason why he's there is to get to the bottom of this Dominion shit and Georgia shit, Bob. And he's spent the last 36 hours tweeting about Isaac Cappy and Epstein. Doesn't that yeah, throw up a fucking stink to high hell that me and you refuse to even do conspiracy podcasts on No Mercy for the last <laughs> few months because we didn't think it was appropriate? Being right. that the NWO was trying to take over the world to be in right. there talking about how the moon may be made of cheese. Like, bro, here's the crazy this motherfucker thing. two days before the fucking event is going on long winded tweet storms about fucking blood sucking lizards and Project Bluebeam and fucking talking about Mike Pence is going to be put in front of a firing squad. And guess what? Right. I turned on Fox News for a second today. And guess what the fuck? I try not to watch it at all. And guess what the first thing that happened to fucking synchronicity at its finest? Like they just literally had to put it on for a reason and put it on. First thing fucking Fox News is saying is Lynn Wood out there fighting for Trump in Georgia is surrounded by controversy over his tweet storms and just doosh, 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 over the last 48 hours. And now what happens? Now let's say Lynn Wood, who I do believe is a good lawyer. And I do, and I did believe, I wouldn't have been fucking calling him and harassing him to represent me if I didn't believe that, right? So I do believe he's a good lawyer. I do believe he could probably make an impact. I like what he says. I like the way he speaks. This could just be grandstanding, but I had no choice but to be all in, right? The fucking dude just handed the media and handed the left a complete Alex Jones-level fucking blackout for two days, and immediately discredits anything he says. And everyone's going to say, well, that's part of the plan. You don't know what the fuck the plan is. How many, you've been so fucking wrong on this plan, including myself. I mean, who the fuck are you to think you know the end of the plan right now? You ain't got shit right yet. Hillary's still fucking masturbating in her fucking bedroom right now. And fucking Joe Biden's 14 days from getting fucking inaugurated. What the fuck have you been right about to know how it ends? Right? Like, no one knows what the fuck's going on. So stop pretending like you didn't think December 14th was a big day. Stop pretending like you didn't think December 21st was a big day. Because you did. And it's all you were talking about was the 14th and the 21st. And I even fucking came out and said, you know what? I got a fucking 
course, which I have and had, I haven't talked to him forever and I'm going to expose the shit out of him if it doesn't work out, who is with someone in that Sidney Powell, Linwood, Giuliani circle. Dead in the middle of it. Dead in the middle of that circle. So I'm sitting here going, was my source full of shit that gave me this information that weekend? I don't know. I'm giving it till the 20th. Giving everything and everyone till the 20th. But guess what? If you want to turn around and go, what, what exposed my source for what? For you? Who cares? <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's like a very powerful person. Like, yeah, I'm just fucking... Because seven people on fucking Discord want it for free. No, fuck out of here. I'll do it when I'm ready to do it. But the reason why I haven't said anything or done anything is because I'm still giving it time. That's Mm -hmm. why. Because I'm still giving it time. Because it's not wrong until it's over. Right? It's not wrong until it's done. So, But guess what, guys? Who want to turn around and go, Tommy was trying to fucking claim he has a source. If my source is wrong, Lynn Wood's a fraud. Bob, you know my source. If my source is wrong, we got to worry about that whole fucking circle. Correct? Yeah, it, it would make sense that if your source was wrong and it's like that third degree Kevin Bacon separation, right. and it's in the same circle that that it would, you know, the trail would lead back. And that's why, you know. We're talking about, you know, whatever the drop dead date is. And that's why, like, you know, when I put the poll out today, like, okay, Linwood is A, trustworthy, B, disinfo, C, take him with a grain of salt. Uh, Almost half the people said take with a grain of salt. And that's kind of like where I am with this whole thing. Okay. So VLAN said no one expected the 14th or the 21st. Are you talking about the 18th and 23rd? Those are potentially important dates. No, 1221 was the date that was running through the Discord um, nonstop and the 14th. But even if you want to make it the 18th and the 23rd, those will pass too. So whatever number you want to pick, they're all gone, right? So that's basically what it is. They're all gone. They all went and passed. Go listen to recordings of yourselves before those. Every one of you is fucking expecting it, including me. I was hoping for you think I didn't wake up on the 14th, the 18th, the 23rd, 21st, 11-11, Christmas Day, New Year's Day, like the 6th. I'm not fucking waking up too, going... Today's the day, hopefully. But again, we just need to fucking all relax and understand. And when you hear me question Lynn Wood, I've questioned everybody the whole time. I've questioned McCain and Tucker and Cruz and Rubio and Graham. And I told you I didn't trust Fox and so did Bobby. We told you we didn't trust Newsmax. We told you Bobby fucking said three words and I jumped on ship with him where we didn't trust Parler. We don't trust Own. Like, we, we haven't trusted anybody the whole time. So we didn't trust Q the whole time. Like, so why the fuck would I trust Lynn Wood? This is just Tommy being Tommy. I don't trust anyone, right? So that's the whole thing. Even when I was telling you the information, I was being fed. I was like, listen, I don't trust this or anybody. But here, here's what I was told. Do with it what you want. This information found me, right? Here, do with it what you want. I don't trust anybody. So, so here's what I would say, um, and I've, I've been torn on it, and I, you know, I sent you a bunch of texts at 4.30 a.m. like, dude, we got to get on there and talk about this. And, and I, I don't have a, a, a strong stance, but I kind of want to just kind of let's get the full picture here. Um, because Trump has, and, and this is one of the things I was thinking about today, like, okay, what, 
I always look to how Trump has treated these people, you know, and Trump has brought attention to Lynn Wood. He has retweeted Lynn Wood within the last 48 also hours. Fucking appointed Fauci as his head of the, I mean, well, I know, I know. Hold Trump. on. Let me, I mean, come on. Why we forget that? I agree. But so he, he's retweeted Lynn Wood within the last 48 hours. He's retweeted code monkey and uh sydney powell okay so trump has this way of like like bringing attention to people and then just kind of letting it be um it almost it, it seemed like like i always get the opinion of like you know he wants to let people know like put your eyes towards these people but i'm not going to sit here like either they can speak for me or on my behalf let's bring extra eyes and ears to this person and then when whenever information gets released you know more eyes and ears will be on it and so the thing about it is this the fact that he retweeted Code Monkey like three or four times, I believe it was yesterday, quote, you know, retweeted Sidney Powell today. So you have that same degree of separation on the other end between, you know, Donald Trump and Lynn Wood as well. So, you know, with all that being said and him releasing all this stuff, which, by the way, it sounded like he literally just listened to like every single fucking No Mercy podcast on like. Well, and, 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 and not to cut you off, but that did, it is what it sounded like. I, I made the comment. It sounded yeah. like Lynn Wood watched Fall of Cabal on Sunday and just went fucking bat shit on Twitter. Right, right. Yeah, it did sound like that. Now, but here's the thing. At the end of the day today, um, it was like maybe like an hour, an hour and a half ago, he dropped this. And this is why I say Code Monkey, you know, Trump retweeting Code Monkey is interesting because uh, Lynn Wood retweeted. And I don't know if he's the author of this document. Maybe somebody can tell me this. But he just threw this document out there, which is called Reclaiming, uh, Reclaiming a Superpower, Americans Prepare for War, which is a 15-page document like detailing all of the election fraud in every state, like the statistical analysis, you know, the amount of like votes in each state that's like like up for grabs and what we're trying to contest. So um, it, it's a pretty like comprehensive document. Uh, document right now so it's like okay the other end of it is he increased his following by hundreds of thousands of people got more attention as a by the way as a defamation lawyer and that's important to understand so if he's a defamation lawyer my inkling is thinking okay he's not going to say something completely off the cuff without having some type of source and i do want to play a small clip in in a couple minutes um from his fireside chat where he was talking about being a defamation lawyer and what that means and and why he tweets the way he does so there are arguments to the other side as to why he did it now oh hello check one two yeah you're good now you're good now you're good now okay so so there are arguments to the other side as far as you know why he did it in the timing and the nature so um you know the fact that hundreds of thousands of people are following him now and then he releases this document um you know t- bringing more eyes into georgia because you know we always say even you know even in advertisement and negative attention is still attention so we're still bringing more attention to georgia so it, it's one of two things either it's it's calculated disinformation or um you know and this is why the drop dead date of january 6th is really important i think we're going to see a lot in the next couple days so let me find this fucking audio man i really liked it because i listened to the whole thing earlier today uh it's like a minute long let me see okay can y'all hear that newfoundland yep i take a look at some hard facts turn it a little louder if they're going to support the proposition that he's a lot being done about it okay now, uh, all, all I can tell you is I would not. I'm, I'm imperfect. I can say something on Twitter that turns out to be wrong. If I find out I'm wrong, I quickly try to correct it. But I know as a lawyer, as a defamation lawyer, that if my statement is true, 
I have a defense. If my statement turns out not to be accurate, as long as I had a reasonable basis to believe it to be true, I have a defense. The problem is if someone sues me, is it opens the door to full discovery. And once you open the door to discovery, you open the door to truth. I will listen to all this nonsense about Dominion threatening to sue people. Dominion is not going to sue anybody. They're threatening people to get the result that some people are giving them. Right. They're, they stop talking. They get okay, it. so I think that's important. Like, if we, whatever argument you have... I think it's important to say that, you know, if somebody sues this guy, it opens the doors for f- exposure of full truth, which is why I feel like people are laying off of him right now. Yeah. I mean, at the same token, I don't understand who's even talking about people suing each other. You know, like, that's not the issue here. Like, I don't think the issue. Well, in a defamation case, I mean, even somebody like uh, Justice Roberts, per se. I mean, he said I mean, some pretty defaming think- things about Justice Roberts. Right. But I mean, uh, you know, Twitter has, you know, very strict policies right now about mm-hmm. banning talk about conspiracy theories and this and that. I mean, shit, I can't even keep an account up for fucking five days, you know, without it going down because of one tweet about nothing, you know. So it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that because his account is up, he's a psyop or anything or bad. I don't, I don't know or care what it is because we're going to find out. You know, I don't trust who anyone is. Um, all right. What else are we going to talk about here? Greta? People wanted to talk about um, Greta Thunberg. Yeah, I wanted to bring, uh, if you want, I, I think he's in here. I'll double check to see if James is in here because a couple of people had questions about like the electoral uh, votes and what's going on Wednesday and just like some of the procedural shit. I, I, I had to log off, log back on for my sound. Say that again. Uh, James is in the lobby. I didn't know if we wanted to. Some people were asking like, okay, what's going on on Wednesday? Why do people keep saying Wednesday? What's all this procedural shit? What are we looking forward to on Wednesday? Or even just tomorrow with the runoff in Georgia? Hey, Taz, before, before yes, get, get James, uh, Mike. Right. Right, so I think, I think ask, James, I think ask, I made you ask, a host. Okay. Let me ask Ataz a question first. So Ataz yeah. uh, wrote something that I wanted to address and forgot. Nowhere in Twitter have I seen Linwood acknowledge that he posted a photoshopped picture of Roberts. For that, I have way less respect for everything he says after that. Ataz, did you want to address that for a second? Yeah, I'm just saying he's a lawyer and you can make some mistakes, but something that you literally could have Googled in a few seconds and determined it's wrong and also looked through your mentions and saw how many people said it's wrong. That, to me, uh, reduces a lot of your credibility. Well, I mean, and t- was that the, what about the one from this morning that he apologized for? This sourcing from well, yeah, from the other night, right? Like, I mean, he literally exactly. just went just went out last night saying, "Let me just find the exact thing." Uh, saying Linwood at three a.m. I would never make an accusation without having a reliable source. Linwood at ten a.m. <laughs> um, it appears I have received disinformation from the source of my tweet. Like you're a lawyer. <laughs> Yeah. If Tommy G fucks up or James fucks up or Bobby fucks up or Ataz fucks like, that's going to happen. You know, but you're fucking one of the biggest lawyers in the history of the world. Like, <laughs> you should be a little better at sourcing shit than me and Bobby. You know, <laughs> even me and Bobby don't fucking post shit without, you know, checking through Google and Twitter. Uh, I've posted a fake Trump tweet before, like from fake right, Trump but accounts. I <laughs> delete it. One time I got a text from Kurt, like, really, Bob? I'm like, right. what? And then you get one or two texts or comments and you delete it. Yeah. This shit's still up there. 
<laughs> yeah. He didn't even delete the black eye photo. No, he didn't. No. Yeah. But again, I'm not saying he's bad. I hope he's 100% right, and I hope, I hope he helps us win the war. All I'm saying is, uh, he smells funny to me. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, Jimmy? Let's see. Yeah, does it still sound fuzzy to you guys? Yeah. Yeah. A little loud, right little. Okay. Um, no, but yeah, I mean, I, listen, I've, I've, I've posted fake, you know, tweets from probably every single, like, you know, fake Kylie McEnany tweets, fake Trump tweets, fake. Like. You're fucking usually stoned and you're retarded. <laughs> like, you also don't have a million followers and a legal degree. Um, <sighs> but yeah, I mean, it held to a little bit higher standard. And then the big thing is delete it afterwards. Yeah. Just delete it afterwards. And like, so when I was starting this Linwood conversation, I I really, when I was retweeting his stuff, like I I was, yeah, I was retweeting it for the purpose of investigation and and questioning to to stir up debate and conversation. I really wanted to know what people's takes were. That's fine. No, you're not. I mean, we could talk about Greta real quick while, while. Yeah, just do that. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the whole Greta thing, like I'm, you know. On her 18th birthday, here, I'll pull up the tweet and put it, or if somebody wants to pull up the Greta tweet and put it in there. Um, the thing that you and I talked about that oh, was interesting is, you know, a, you know, one, it, we can talk about the conversation of trolling. And two, if it's trolling, it's calculated trolling just based on the shirt that she was wearing. So on her 18th yeah. bir- birthday, she basically said like uh, that, you know, I'm no longer under, you know, the, the spell of my demonic handlers and all the crime and alarmists. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for all the well wishes on my 18th birthday tonight. You will find me down at the local pub exposing all the dark secrets behind the climate and social so, strife. We have, to, we have to read it in the Greta voice, don't we? Oh, you do it. You do it. You do it. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for the well wishes on my 18th birthday. Tonight you will find me down at the local pub exposing all the dark secrets behind the climate and the school strike conspiracy and my evil handlers who can no longer control me. I am free at last. Flat Marker Society shirt. Okay, yeah. So I did triple take that before, because I, I was like, is this a fake Greta Thunberg account? I don't want to fall for this shit. Um, so <laughs> that was on her 18th right. birthday, but the picture, a couple things that we talked about. One is the Flat Mars Society shirt. So this was like a calculated troll by by her whoever her handlers are the number two thing in that picture she looks disturbingly unhappy and borderline abused similar to the pictures of the, remember the yes she that like too 70 yeah and um you remember the all the pictures of the kids from like james elephantis account and like the celine new 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 pictures where they just look just decrepit and just tired and they look like they've been abused and just she has this look on her like she's fucking sick of it. You know, right. she's got dark circles under her eyes. She does not look happy at all. But the Flat Mars Society shirt to me is like that. That's a stage. That's a calculated troll on their part. So, I mean, all this shit's coming out in the last 24 hours. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And that's I mean, from her account, you know. Yeah, no, that's her, you know, and people are like, oh, it's a troll. Oh, it's not a troll. Like whatever it is, her target demo is young impressionable girls Mm -hmm. so it's almost like hiding in plain sight thing you can assume too like let's make a joke about about what's really going on 
you know, mm-hmm. like that type of thing. Cause if we joke about what's really going on, then maybe people won't think it's really going on. Like it's almost like a, you, you could interpret it as that troll. If it's a troll being a form of hidden symbolism, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, they hide it in plain sight. That's what they do with yeah. everything. So she's hiding the truth in plain sight behind a troll. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, flat Mars society. Like, I don't even know what she's. Talk about like, distraction. I, don't even know what I mean, is. like, like there, there's going to be, you know, a stop the steel rally on Wednesday. I'm going to be looking up flat Mars, like with the blinds turned, you know, like turned in. Yeah. What yeah. is flat? I mean, Elon Musk coins that he was asking if, if there's a flatter society, why isn't there a flat Mars society? Mm, there you go. <laughs> there should be. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's odd to me that like you come in here and it's, everyone's talking about Isaac Cappy and Jeffrey Epstein and Greta Thunberg. And it's like, wait, don't we have like a big day on Wednesday? <laughs> like, yeah. Why are we talking about this? Why is everyone asking questions about, I mean, listen, I would love nothing more than to talk about Tom Hanks. Even fucking Bill Ruppin here. I'll tell you fucking me and him have gone five hours. I could talk about Tom Hanks all day and all night. I did like five threads on that dude. And spent what about probably two months of my life breaking down Tom Hanks? Sure. Like I think that if you can arguably say that that's the thing I'm most known for on Twitter, right? Tom Hanks. I would say that, yeah, that probably that, and then um, maybe the Gavin Newsom one. I don't know. I think Wayfair. What are you guys? Oh, the Wayfair guys one. Tell me what's the what's the. What do you think is the the calling card for me? I don't know. Maybe it's maybe Gaga. it's Tegan, maybe it's Lady Gaga. It's Gaga. Well, yeah. Let me let me just see. Let's see what they write. Uh, maybe it's because I actually learned something from the Gavin Newsom one. Nasara, Tegan, <laughs> Chrissy, Gaga. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck Wayfair. Uncle Danny's in here. He just t- sent me a text saying, "Free me." What are you fucking oh, Jesus jackals? Christ. Romanelli's in here too. Hold on, Romanelli. I should give Danny his own fucking category of just Romanelli. You should be on. Yo, what up, Romanelli? I've been here. I just been mute myself. Nice. What are you doing, bro? Chilling, drinking some bourbon, some bullet bourbon. Nice. Christy was here before. I don't know where she went. Yeah, she left. I saw her. Where's Where's Uncle Danny? I don't see Uncle Danny, Bob. I just made him a host, so he doesn't. It's going to take him thirty minutes to unmute his mic. So it, we got time. You guys are spitting truth tonight, huh? What do you think of everything, Romanelli? Hello, Tommy. Yeah, Yo, Danny. How you doing? You fuck. You got a lot of background noise. Hold on one second, Danny. Just, just I'm going to mute you, Danny. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm mute him. I muted him. All right. I feel good, Romanelli. What did, what did you think of everything tonight? What's your take on everything? Don't mute Danny. I want to hear. I want to hear his KKK stories. We'll get it. But let's get to you first, because once he starts talking, you'll never be able to get a word. Yeah, it's over. So, what? Uh, what did you think of everything? <laughs> no, I think you're just spitting truth. I mean, it's been great. Uh, we're gonna know what's gonna happen in the next couple of days, right? I don't like the division. I'm not. I, I don't like the division. I was looking at the uh, the chat and I was having fun, and there was a little bit of uh, infighting, which I've never seen here before, and that kind of saddened me. Um, it's been going on for right. like a week. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. I haven't been around for a while, bro. Yeah. But yeah, that's not cool. It used to be peace and love and everyone was together and I don't want to see that shit. That bothers me. Well, you know what it is too? It's a lot of people who are trying to push their own agenda, whether it's their own pot or their own shit. And they're 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 smart. The trolls are smarter now. 
like our trolls now have like evolved, you know, how like they're talking about like the strand of COVID <laughs> is like evolving. <laughs> and you see like the evolution of like the gremlins and like whatever it is. They've evolved to a point where they realize that they need to come in through like they put they do more of a long con trolling now than it used to be. So it's a lot of the people who gotcha. like, wait a minute, I liked them for a few weeks and they seemed great and did these nice things. And now they're mean, you know? So like that's, yeah, that's, that's the new, the new evolution of the troll. Um, and then they threaten to, to, to murder you. <laughs> to murder you. Can you guys hear me better yet? You, still have, you guys still have the best fans. I mean, you really do. Oh yeah. And dude, once the site goes live and we fucking, I mean, I don't care if it's even fucking the dollar. Like, you know, whatever it is, there's going to be a way to fucking, when these people fucking act up, just fucking when, ban them and make them start When paying. you guys were posting, you said, I said, charge us now. We'll all right, pay. yeah, everyone's saying that. I just refuse. Oh, I'm in the I bathroom. Want, I want everyone to see, this is like, I had a, I had a line from my mentor, Romanelli, um, and he was a big, you know, trader guy and, and just, just wildly successful. And I used to always try to control everything, right? Like I get accused of being a dictator and a communist and a control freak. And he said a line to me that, that really changed my life where he said, Tommy, sometimes you just got to let the train crash. And he's like, your problem is you hate to fucking lose. And anything you do, you take as a personal challenge to win. Even if it has nothing to do with money or success or fame, like you will sit there for eight hours and argue something just to win. And he's like, sometimes you just got to let the train crash. If there's bad people around you, sometimes you just got to let them show themselves. Stop trying to let everyone else know that they're bad people. Just take your foot off the gas and everyone else will see it. If you think a girl's fucking, you know, cheating on you or doing something wrong, give her enough rope to hang herself. Let her go out with the girls. Let her go to Vegas. Let the train crash. And, And it really opened my eyes and I still struggle with it to this day, but that's really what I've been doing for like the last two weeks. Like just kind of letting the train crash and seeing, we go, okay, who could I trust? Who do I not trust? Who's saying that? Like these people are fucking retarded. They think they write shit at four in the morning and I don't see it. I got fucking a hundred people in here who send me everything all day. I see every single thing that's ever been said about me or my staff. So, and it's like, all right, just let it crash. And that's basically what's gone on. So it's been a little bit of just letting the train crash and letting the fucking retards show themselves. And uh, when the new site comes up, they just fucking start banning them. And if they want to come back in, they could pay five bucks. That's it. And then that way at least I can get paid for fucking dealing with them. <laughs> That'd be great. They will pay because you guys give a lot of invaluable information. So, Tommy, why are you guys so against this Lynn Wood guy? I'm not against I'm not, him. I'm not against him. I'm not against him. But isn't it like the Q thing, though, that you guys have been saying for a while, and I agree with it? It's like the information's real. Like, it's levels, bro. It's, it's levels, guys. Like, ne- there's old, the thing people, is, there's old yeah. people talking about Isaac Cappy right now. Old, like, like, I know where we're... But we don't need it right now. Like, can't you wait till the 7th for that? Yeah, that's where I, I'm... Like, 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 like Romanelli, he's literally on, on the legal leader. team fighting the election. I'm such a Libra that I weigh both sides. I'm like, ah, I hear you. I can respect and that. I hear, you know what I mean? I'm just weighing it. And, like, you're right. Like, why? Why do it now? But because, this guy's- Romanelli, wouldn't you think that right now that w- w- let's say Lynn Wood does right by us, which we all I love to Lynn, for Lynn Wood 
to be fucking helping us fucking unearth dominion in Georgia. That's what he's getting paid for. That's what he's there to do. Not talk about Isaac Cappy and a fucking yeah. glove on Route 66. Yeah. He's getting paid to handle fucking dominion. I don't even feel comfortable talking about Isaac Cappy right now, and I'm doing jack shit on my couch. So he sure the fuck shouldn't be. But now when he does unearth some shit, Romanelli, let's say hypothetically, Linwood discovers some fraud or has video evidence of fraud and then releases it on Wednesday morning. You just gave every media outlet in America the right to fucking say, yeah, this guy found this, but he also said there's lizard people living on the planet and Tom Hanks is a murderer and this one is this and fucking aliens are coming and you just discredited yourself. Yeah, but, I, but so here's the other side of it. Mind, the other side of it is this, is, is the media is going to aim to discredit no matter what. Like, like as soon as you... Why give it to them? Uh, because because here's wait. why. I mean, like, we're doing the same thing, right? And and the thing is, is that this type of information is growing, you know? So, like, like they'll discredit you in an article. They'll discredit Lynn Wood on CNN. But the, they're talking to the same echo chamber. You have to look at it from the other side is that, yes, Lynn Wood's following has increased to over 1 million. And now, yeah. on top of talking about Isaac Cappy, he's also dropping 15-page documents that literally lays out the comprehensive uh, election fraud, all the different levels and and the statistical analysis of each state as far as like you know i was talking about like the the voter differentiate uh, the the voter differential as well as how many votes are you know being contested right now so yeah, ask you this um, it, so why does yeah. i hate alex wood for doing alex jones for doing the same thing i don't hate alex jones. i hate alex <laughs> i love i love alex jones i love alex jones however he he he's a stand-up he's an entertainer he makes everything crazy and that's his job. That's why General Flynn dismissed him because he makes right. conspiracy theorists look crazy. Well, well to the regular person, don't you think Lynn Wood is making the movie look crazy? You could be right. You could I mean, be if, right. If you, he, if you he's told a defamation my lawyer. But Tom, he's a if defamation you, lawyer. He understands the consequences. Alex Jones is an entertainer. Mm. But if you told my aunt, who's a moderate, that this guy, Lynn Wood, who just broke this, also said lizard people rule the earth and Tom Hanks is a murderer. Don't you think he just made yeah. himself look crazy to a regular person? He literally said, Romanelli, no. that Mike Pence was going to face a firing squad. Yeah, yeah, he did say that. I mean, like, what he are you say saying? That. Yeah, that's he, not, he, you he can't. Did, he did say that. That sounds insane. That sounds insane to me. And Trump today. <laughs> and I'm insane. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know, I know. Like, and then Trump's that's Trump's vice president. Trump still let him speak in Georgia today. I watched Pence speak in Georgia. So, I mean, wh who do we believe? Do we trust Trump? That Trump trust Pence? We trust ourselves, man. We trust yes, ourselves. Exactly. Yes. I am, trust exactly. Ourselves. But no one is. Everyone's trusting either Lynn Wood or Q or Pence, like or Tommy Motherfucking J. I should fucking trust anyone. Who I trust, trust me either. Who I trust, and I know for a long time, and I trust him. I trust I mean, James trust R. and Tommy and God and my mother. That's it. <laughs> and my girlfriend. That's a good list to be on. I like that. I like that. <laughs> you do realize you put me ahead of God, right? Oh, man. <laughs> I went in reverse <laughs> chronological. What are we doing? We're just. You sound better, dude. Is James back? Yeah, you sound I'm back. Now. If you can hear me, I don't know yes. if you can. 
You can hear me better? Yeah, much better. All like an unmuddied leg. It's like completely screwed up my, my intro, man. I was going to walk in and say, you're all assholes. Dick pics are on the way, and thanks for paying me. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, you know your memes are incoming very soon. Yeah, <laughs> so we've been talking about Lynn Wood all night, man. What's your take? I'm just just yeah, overall. You're on the other side, right? Like you're you're in on Linwood, right? Well, no, no, I see. <laughs> I think of it exactly what you just said. What are you guys doing? You're, you're talking about Lynn Wood. You think that that was an accident? That's my point on it is right. Is that Lynn Wood, no matter what you think about it, people are talking about him. Remember, there's the old modicum, the old theory that no press is bad press. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. Right? So right. everybody's talking about what Lynn Wood is putting forth. And, you know, things are worded a lot different than people take it. I, I, I try to impress this upon everybody all the time, that when you read text, it depends on your mood, exactly what you read. You, you think that he said something that he didn't say because you dropped, a, you dropped an A or an and or an right. and even, you know? So it, it often that depends earlier. on your mood, what you actually read in that text. Well, Bobby just did it. I don't know <laughs> if you were there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I did that to tee up. Yeah. Yeah. I did that to tee up James, just to let you know. <laughs> you did it to Lorna. Yeah. But that's my point. When you're reading text, you have to be very careful because the human language is, it's very imperfect uh, of all languages. That's why I said the human, not the English, but the human language yeah. is yeah. very imperfect. And so you have to, it's the best thing we have though, to try to, to make, somebody else hear our thoughts it's the only way we can convey them so right. that's and, why and the longer you can express it the more you can get some clarity right but at the same token like the timing is fucking weird right Timing's like, weird like i well, get it that I, we're talking about this linwood yeah, but, but shouldn't we be talking about linwood fucking discovering shit with dominion in georgia what aren't we talking about though we're not talking about any of the leftist talking points. You, you see, know, we're not talking about Georgia. We're not talking about DC. We're not talking about, we can, we're not talking about Janet taking a flight out to DC. We're not talking about the people that are fucking starting a rally. We're not talking about Dominion. We're not talking about January 6th. Mm. So I mean, we're also yeah, not talking I, about I any see, of that. I don't know. I, I, I see part of that. I do see what you're saying. Like the, like the premise of your point, I get totally, is that you want people to be focused on other things. But Lynn Wood is not necessarily talking to you. It's not necessarily talking to me. He's right. talking to the greater people like you just expressed that never heard of Lynn Wood before. Why is, his, yeah. why is his following growing to a million people? It's the same as like, uh, for example, go check the New York Post from just a few days ago. There's a UFO sighting in Hawaii over the, the islands. Of, and no, the UFO lizard people are not in my house right now controlling my thoughts. But that's the point, right? Is that that makes news. That makes everybody go, what? And go check the New York Post. And then while they're there, they might see something else, right? It's Bam. A, then he it, drops a 50-page document. That's what I was saying. That's man. right. That's that's yeah. the same thing that Lynn Wood is basically doing, right? And some of the things, you know, that he's saying, you you might think that you heard him say Mike uh, Pence is going to face a firing squad. He might have put in the word "should." I don't even remember the tweet to be honest with you. I remember seeing something like that, but it, the point is, is that he's drawing people's attention. And and what I talked about tonight and before and in this whole last month or so is that. We, right now, today, we have to keep the pressure on the politicians. There's nothing else matters. I don't want to talk about Durham. I don't want to talk about anything else other than we have to win this presidency right now. 
because we're on, this is the hill to die on. We are on the verge of losing America forever. There's no coming back. There's no fixing it. There's no next time. There's no new election. When they prove they can steal the election from you, you've lost all your First Amendment. You have lost the entire thing because your vote no longer counts at all. And so that's why it is that serious that we're talking revolution for real. So when, when you understand that that's the fight that he's engaged in, what does he care if you think he's a lizard man crazy person? What does he care if you think you, you know, he's out there screaming, the frogs are gay, the frogs are gay. Who gives guess a what? shit? They were gay. Bro, they were gay. The frogs <laughs> were gay. gay. <laughs> the frogs were gay. They were actively gay, bro. <laughs> right. Yeah. The frogs were gay. They definitely were gay. And I mean, yeah. and, and I just, I just, I get a little frustrated when I see everyone just clinging to the new savior, right? Because we've already yeah. been through Lindsey Graham, Ted Cruz, John McCain, Mitt Romney, Fox News, own Tucker Carlson. And I just see how quick they embrace them as the savior and how quick they fucking dispose of them the second that they don't do it. So it's just like, in my opinion, it's like, all right, well, is Linwood the next guy to fucking distract us from the real issue? The fact that we should all be getting up and fucking starting to get ready to do something about what's going on. Or should we just be trusting the next person who has the next plan and the next thing? Like, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I understand your point. A hundred percent. Complacency scares me. Exactly. I've been telling everybody this quit falling for these, these, uh, pacification projects. Anytime you hear anyone say, don't worry, uh, Sydney Powell's got it. Just take a chill pill. You don't have to do anything. Just sit on your couch. But nature is you don't want to do anything yourself. You want someone else to do it. It's why right. you, you, people say it all the time, right? Somebody should do something. No motherfucker. You should do something. Yes. Get the fuck off the couch and you fucking do it. That's right. the point. And so I think in, again, we can throw this right back to Lynn Wood. If you look at what he's doing, right? He's making you think he's actually making you do something. You, you're not saying Lynn Wood should do something. Now you're saying, this fucker's crazy. I got to do it. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's the same basic mindset is we're trying to break the cycle of what the media has created in in Americans is they've taken advantage of the human nature to, to sit back and do nothing and wait for someone else to do it. It's like, everybody's still sitting around. There's a lot of people that are Trump supporters that are really just sitting on the couch waiting for Trump to do something because somebody told them, don't worry, Trump's got this. No, Trump don't got shit. If you don't get the fuck up, and stand up and make these politicians afraid, fear you, that you are about to march on Washington with pitchforks and fucking kitchen knives if you have to, but we're taking this fucking country back. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, I agree with you in in that respect. And again, I really hope it's right. I just, he smells really bad to me. It's like, when's the last time you heard people talking about Sidney Powell? Today. I mean, yeah, t- like, but wasn't she everything and anything just three weeks ago? Mm. Like 100% of the talk track was Sidney Powell all day, every day. Mm. Yeah, I, wasn't there a mention? Uh, so I know Trump down? retweeted. I know Trump retweeted her today. I'll have to get on that. But let me see. No, forget Trump retweeting. I'm talking about going into this chat room. Oh, and literally, about Sidney Powell was 100% of the talk track every day, all day. Right, right. And now, now it's and for before that it was Julian, mm-hmm. right? And now it's Lynn Wood, and then tomorrow it's it's someone else. I just, I, I mean, it just it scares the shit out of me because yes. if this we have was to get going off on of that the, cycle, 
yeah, if this, this cycle hasn't ever stopped and I know where it ends, if, if listen, I still think we win this thing and ball, we got to talk about the potential negative side. I will bet every dollar I have in my retirement account that if an inauguration happens for Biden, the next thing is the lawyer that's going to impeach Biden that we're going to be getting behind. Hmm. That's the next thing. And we're going to go right into Biden impeachment and turn into the left. Like that's, that's my fear. Whereas realistically, if Biden gets inaugurated and they start trying to mass vaccinate and fucking do all that, the next step isn't trust the next lawyer. It's get the fuck out of Dodge or get the fuck up and do something. I couldn't agree with you more. That's the whole point of what I've been saying, why you have to make these politicians fear you marching on Washington. And it's the Republicans that are sending the signal. I did my scope on it today. It's the Republicans that are sending you the signal right now that if you don't make them fear you, they're just going to roll you. They're going to roll you like a $3 fucking hooker. They are going to fucking make you sit there and say, well, you're going to have to vote for more Republicans if you want something to happen. We did everything we can. We, we, we look, we, we, we complained, we complained and, and we, we made objections and they, they just voted right past us. Sorry, not enough Republicans. Fuck you. Not enough Republicans. How about none? That's my right. point. It's like, I don't give a fuck if you're a Republican, a Martian or a fucking independent. If you don't fucking stop this shit, we have no choice but to take the fucking country back. And that's right. what they have to fear. The exactly. Politicians don't give a shit about you unless you make them. They fear you. That's the only time they care is if they're afraid of what you're going to do, whether that be by your vote or if that be by marching on Washington and taking them motherfuckers out by their hair and dragging them through the fucking streets. That's what they have to fear right now in order to get what we want done. Otherwise, they're just going to roll you. And, 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 yes, and, and, and that's really the talking track and the talking point. And I may be a little more negative on it after going to the mall on Christmas Eve and seeing 0.0 people outside of me not have a fucking mask on or a muzzle in the fucking mall. So here in northern New Jersey, which is ground zero for libtard nation, seeing like, oh, shit, like I thought there'd be, you know, I walked in there thinking there'd be at least 100 of us, you know. So it's like it's a little depressing. Like, wait, is everyone really just a fucking pussy? Like, is they, are we really about to mm. fucking rise up with me, you, Bobby and 4000 people in this country? Like, like that ain't doing shit. You know, like we're going to need millions if that were yeah. going to happen. Like, well, we don't want to, we don't really need millions, but we do have millions. I, I've done the math for everybody before. Uh, I just want you to imagine what just 70 people with guns coming at you looks like. Now imagine 7,000, 70,000. You know, these numbers are very much in realistic numbers. When you consider there's 17 million veterans in this country, and at least half of them are ready to roll on Washington right now. And mm. remember the statistics and the numbers from things like our Revolutionary War. There was only about 30% of the population that actually fought the Revolutionary War. Then mm. there was about another 20% that were like, you know, the kitchen help and the, the old women and the, and the children that were helping and fighting in the back rooms. I mean, literally, there are stories, if you understand the Revolutionary War and you pay attention, I mean, you had cooks stabbing individual British soldiers and burying them out back. You had uh, cooks poisoning the pie and poison- taking out a whole platoon of British, uh, British agents. These are things that are real, that, that'll happen in this country when people are this pissed off and this sure, this certain that they've stolen this election. I, there's, you Right now, there's 4 million. This is a minimum number. There is 4 million Democrats 
that believe this election was stolen. What does hmm. that tell you about what the rest of us are thinking? So, uh, I, I mean, you know, there's there's plenty of people out there to do the dirty uh, when it's needed. And I think there's enough people right now that are ready to do it. They've been very patient. But the people that I talk to and the people that I know in that, you know, game, so to speak, you know, retired federal agents, uh, former military, retired military, those people are ready to roll. Like they're done. America is done. But I get your point. Yeah. There are and too I think many the other, that are going to sit on the sides. Yeah, but I think, you know, um, even with those numbers, like you were saying, and the fact that majority of the people that voted for Trump didn't vote for the Republican Party. They, were, they voted for Donald Trump. So a large majority of these people, there's a lot of new voters out there that voted for Trump that, or even just GOPers that voted for Trump that would be more loyal to MAGA, to, you know, to that type of movement than, you know, sitting around and watching this uniparty form, you know, so that, that's another important thing too, is that if we're saying that over 70 million people, and I believe that number is larger, voted for Trump, a lot of those people are loyal to that, to that man and to that ideology. Cause I know we talked about, uh, James MAGA being bigger than Donald Trump, right? That you were saying that it's permanent, it's a permanent fixture. So, you know, this is that new ideology. And, and if, and you know, and if, and if this doesn't, you know, sway the way we we want it to then like you said you know all it takes is is a small percentage of those to even um to even uh, act you know yeah it's what do you think that what do you think the drop dead date is we've been talking about drop no, dead no, dates it, james like the to the 6th the 20th i mean what do you think is like what do you think is the biggest date that we have you know obviously inauguration date is is, is the 20th but the, do you think the 6th is kind of like that drop dead date to see who's who and who's really made of uh you know, who's full of shit and who isn't? Yeah, I think that is. I think that – I don't think that it's necessary. I think it's a drop dead if they roll on us. But if they don't roll on us, there could be extensions uh, because there's – I've try, tried to show people many times, okay, the 12th Amendment lays out the 1825 rules. This is not unprecedented. This has happened in our past, and we have answered it through – the 1825 rules. The reason I call it that is because that's the last time you can go look it up in 1825, where we ended up going down to the House of Representatives, one vote per state to elect the president. Um, so uh, the, there's still constitutional avenues that are still available. We get the right outcomes here from essentially Pence. Essentially, to me, it all comes down to a single decision by Donald Trump, believe it or not, to where it's, are you willing to go to war? Are you willing to put us in a war state? Um, and, and that is what that decision he has to make. Um, I, I, you have to be able, you have to be willing to die for this country. You just have to, if you're not willing Mm -hmm. to die, then you're not understanding the game here because the politicians will always play you if you give them room to play with you. And so, yeah, Mm. January 6th, we're going to know if they're going to try to roll us at that point. If they screw us, we, we have very little constitutional uh, uh, things after that. We do still have some, but then it's much more likely at that point that it's going to take a full-on uh, revolution of some type, whether that's no, me, Donald Trump taking over. No, 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 no. I was just going to say, James, so give me, give me the possible outcomes for the people who are a little less um, in the know about what exactly is going on January 6th. Like, I know a lot of people know that that's a big day, and, you know, we could, well, you know, you know, to give them the full rundown on what can happen and then what you think maybe three possible outcomes are, which may scare you, excite you or leave you indifferent. 
Well, right now, breaking news in case, because you guys have been on the air for quite a while. I don't know if you know this, but uh, the Wisconsin state legislature has just issued a resolution uh, to decertify their election results. So we're already seeing one form of movement happen in the state legislature. So there are multiple paths in the state legislature that can happen, Wisconsin being the first amongst them. Uh, you could have Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada. You could have a bunch of different combinations of states decertify uh, for one. Uh, for two, uh, because they certified in some states two sets of electors, you could have a, another type of constitutional crisis where you could have Mike Pence, uh, you know, basically just say, uh, no, we're not taking this uh, and send the, uh, a delegation, essentially, which would be a, in the form of a letter back to that, those states. Uh, to the state legislatures, because that's what the Constitution prescribes to do. It has nothing to do with the governor or the secretary of state. Um, and telling them, we need a proper certification here. Uh, we'll delay for X amount of time. He is, by statute and by the Constitution, the president of the Senate, even though the rules have all tried to sideline him and make him a ceremonial position. That doesn't have nothing to do with it. The rules don't supersede the Constitution. The Constitution makes him the president of the Senate. He's in charge he can do whatever the fuck he wants. So that's why you, you heard the president even tonight talk good about it, about Mike Pence. Mike Pence standing up and doing the right thing. So there are multiple paths constitutionally to get done what needs to get done. And then you have uh, as well the objections from inside the Senate and the, and the uh, uh, House of Representatives that could also uh, lead somewhere. Now, it's, that's the least likely scenario to actually lead somewhere without Mike Pence putting his foot down. So... Uh, everything revolves really around the executive branch. And then you also have in the Constitution, and, and I talk about this a lot, is that you have to understand how the Constitution is structured. And that co-equal means no branch can tell another branch what to do. Um, they don't have to play by these rules. Uh, the Supreme Court stole the power to be the arbiter of the Constitution. They stole it in a decision called Marbury versus Madison. That's the decision mm. that established judicial review. There is nothing in the Constitution that gives them the authority to do that. So it only happens at the will of the people. So why do I bring that up? Because that means the executive branch could steal that power right back right now. Donald Trump could literally just say, yeah, fuck you guys. This is what we're doing. You're all being arrested as domestic enemies of the state. Uh, you guys have tried to steal the election. You're working for China. We're arresting all of you motherfuckers, and that's it. So Was that that, that executive order in 2018? It really does. And I try to tell this to people all the time. And this, again, goes back to highlight what I said in the beginning. You must do everything you can right now to make these politicians absolutely fear you. They should be looking over their shoulders. They should be sending their assistants to start their cars in the morning. Well, which well, the executive orders are just they're just uh, what we call administrative tools. Okay, the executive orders, technically, now Obama tried to change this, and uh, Justice Roberts tried to support him in it and make executive orders laws, but they're not. Executive orders only apply to the administration of the government. In other words, they're internal directional documents. They don't apply to you, to me, to anyone else. The only thing that applies to us is the Constitution. Now, he can direct through executive order agencies to do things in a certain way, mm -hmm. but that's because he's in charge of the administration. So uh, executive orders themselves don't establish law. They establish to the agencies how to handle the law. So that's, that's what that, that, like it's a thing 
that may sound only mental, but it is right. definitely something you need to be aware of because it, it, it'll change how you read things as to what is he doing? He's not, you can't set law. That's, that's the same illegal behavior that we had out of Obama and every one of these other lawless people. And it's actually what we're fighting right now in the election is that the secretary of state and the governors cannot set laws. The executive branch of our state or our country cannot set laws unilaterally. It doesn't matter what they say. This mask mandates, all that bullshit, all unconstitutional. It, the only law setting body in our government is the legislature. Right. They can make the laws. That's it. And then the executives sign it. That's it. So, so what do you think as far as the, the outcome will be? You there? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You there? Okay. James, what can you, you hear? We might be on a little bit of delay right now because I asked him a question. I think he answered it like 18 seconds later. Hold on a second. Let's see. Can you hear me, Tommy? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay. He might be on a little delay. See. Okay. James, can you hear us? You might need to come back out and come back in. Yeah. It's probably all this. Looks like he's talking right now. Can you guys hear James? No. You couldn't hear any of it? Oh, you can't hear him right now. Okay, okay. Yeah, I asked a question, and then he answered it like 30 seconds later. So I actually restarted my Discord because I thought it was me. No. But no. but did you hear everything he said? Because I, I, I at did, least yeah. heard what he said, and then, okay. <laughs> the left, the left, the left, the left. The left, yeah. the left, the left, the left, the left, the left, the left. Okay, the left, the left. we'll see if we can get him back in. But, yeah, um, we'll get him back in. So, I mean, this is, uh, I'm just looking into this Wisconsin stuff right now. Yeah. I mean, so there's multiple paths to victory and, um, phone just wigged out. did it? Okay. Let's see. <laughs> Is this thing on? Oh my God. It's so funny. That's hey, Bob. Hey, there he is. Uncle D. Bob, you read my political articles there? <laughs> did you write a political article? No. Did you read the articles from political about how everybody's afraid Wednesday, they're telling all the Congress people to take the underground tunnels. Let me see. They're, did you read some of it? How they're, they're, everybody is freaking out over Wednesday? Where yeah, I mean, it? you know what it's going to remind me of, honestly? And I, and I hope it doesn't get to this. Uh, hold on a second. Tommy, are you in the voice? It doesn't even have your name. Yeah, right? I'm here. That's weird. Okay, there we go. Um, you know, like when a referee in like a... Like a well, you watch soccer now, so like, you know, like an Argentinian like underground soccer game makes like a bunch of bad calls. They get chased out of the fucking yeah, stadium, you know? Yeah, or like or like that dude um who caught the ball in the Cubs game. What was that guy's name? Bartman? Jeffrey. And they'd like escort him out and like Jeffrey, in disguise. I Jeffrey something. Bartman. I feel like if, if nothing happens on the sixth, dude, they are not gonna be able to show their faces in Washington. I really do. Yeah. I really think they're going to have to get escorted out the same way like Bartman did or like an Argentinian referee. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, James. Are you still there? Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> this this article from political is uh, where Danny, where are you posting this? Okay. No, he sent it in a text. <laughs> he sent it in the discord. 
How the fuck do I do that? You copy it and you post it where you write, hey, it's Uncle Danny, free me. It's a whole, uh, it's a whole, uh, yeah, it says um, the House sent, of Sergeant-at-Arms sent a memo Monday urging lawmakers to traverse the underground tunnel network rather than the public streets. A guidance that runs counter to the strategy most members have adopted to limit their risk to the... Oh, this is a coronavirus thing. I think it's more of a coronavirus thing. And then it, and then it talks about um, how uh, people of color are fearing for their safety Wednesday. And Representative Karen Bass specifically says she's concerned about violence because I'm an African-American. Mm. And so they're playing that card. And people are actually afraid. But Who's afraid? They, they've called that the National Guard. Yeah. So the National Guard's going to be there. Because I was actually going to call Tommy up and say, I might call out Wednesday if he wants to take a ride with me. Yeah. Oh, man. I, see, why? You have a fucking RV, Danny. You have no, an RV. I, I won't, that won't go anywhere near there. Um, no, I'm just saying it's meant for traveling. You can park. You know, have you ever gone to a festival in an RV? You don't park on location. Yeah. You park like a half a mile away, and you walk with a little cooler and a chair. Representative Louis Gohmert, Republican from Texas. Said the ruling that you got to go to the streets and be as violent as Antifa and BLM. Well, that's what they're doing. There's, you know, there's rumors that Antifa is going to be dressed as uh, Trump supporters, and you know, there, there there will be agent provocateurs there. But I, I just think people need to be mindful of that stuff. I, I feel like it's going to be a mostly peaceful rally, and I hope it does. But they're going to put the spotlight on the agent provocateurs, no, just like they do everywhere. No, no the, the guy, the guy you just had on, and what was his name? James. Uh, James. James, I liked everything. Oh boy, that guy is awesome. Yeah, he's great. So fast. That guy is good. Um, wait a minute. Hold on. We got to get started the proper way. I want everybody to say amen. (laughs) (laughs) Go to your your Twitter. A woman. A woman. Go to your Twitter and just post amen. Okay. (laughs) Everywhere you go, post amen. Deal. I'm doing it right now. So besides that, doing it now. Um, um, just post the word amen and see if you could just piss people off. Um, because the Janet, Janet's that- husband, Greg had the tweet of the day. Uh, here I'll, I'll put it in the discord right now. It says, hey, uh, Danny, I post an Instagram story that just says, amen. It's, it says amen. Michelle Obama is a man, not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's great. Do that. Um, here's what's going to happen. Okay. I'm not going to be on long tonight, but I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. All you right. will not hear the Georgia election results for two days. Okay? Okay, they're already pre-warning you. They're going to wait to after the Trump stuff on Wednesday. The, mm. the Georgia election results are going to turn Democratic. Mm. Okay? Because they're already touting 77,000 new voters in the Democratic districts and all that other bullshit. So it's hmm. being set up. You won't hear results tomorrow. You'll hear it on uh, Thursday after the Trump stuff. Okay. They will take control. Once they take control, they will turn around and make Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico a state. Okay. What, and add more senators and congressmen? Which will add more senators and really <clears throat> uphold their, um, their strength. 
So hmm. Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico will be the next. The only thing about it is I think they're overplaying their card in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico has turned Trump. So I don't know why they're still pushing that narrative. But this is what's going to happen next. Um, and then after that occurs, the Republicans will be out of power forever. So it would only take can, one way to get it back. Can you guys hear me? Got it. Good. Yeah. And it's exactly the way James was saying it. And it's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate. Um, and you guys, let me ask, because I hear the guy talking there, and I'm sorry, I, don't, I think it's Donnie. That's, that's Uncle Danny. Have you met Uncle, Uncle Danny, Danny yet, James? Oh, I haven't that's met Uncle, Uncle Danny yet. Yeah, Uncle oh, D. Right. Hey, how's it going, Uncle D? Check it out. Um, Puerto Rico has incredible. voted. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, Puerto Rico has actually voted against statehood twice. So uh, they're going to have their hands full at even trying to make uh, Puerto Rico a state. So even though they think that they can just get it done, the people of Puerto Rico don't want it because they don't want to pay federal income tax. I don't blame them. Who does? Fair enough. All right. Do you think so they would add fun. Washington, D.C.? For sure. Nancy Pelosi already told you that they're going to do it. She said that was her first order of business after being voted speaker. She said representative so-and-so is going to reintroduce her. D.C. becomes a state legislation. Mm. Like these people are telling you right to your face. This is not a joke. They're going to try to do it. But the yeah. founding fathers, if they wanted D.C. to be a state, they would have just stayed in Philadelphia. The whole point was getting the federal government out of a state. They don't want it in a state. Well, now, you know, the Dem that's why the Democrats are going to try to do it. And they may have the power to do it, but they don't have the authority. That's for sure. Well, there's somebody, one of you guys who's smarter than me. There's something. All of us, Danny, all of us. Okay. Yeah, there's yeah. something written Every about. Person. There's something written in some, something on the side notes of the Constitution that Washington, D.C. cannot be a state because it has to be. It has to act like a neutral party in the country. Correct. Correct. And That's I, part of our founding I, documentation. I, yeah, and I Jesus. don't know the wording, and I don't know where it's... Like I said, I need people smarter than me to find that out. No, this is why <laughs> well, I keep saying even, Danny's a mad genius. Go ahead, James. There's, there's, even, there's even more than just statements in there. There's actually land treaties that were assigned because, remember, Washington, D.C. did not exist. There was no land there. It was ceded land from... Uh, I believe Virginia, uh, Maryland, and I think another state, to be honest with you, I just don't recall. But I know for a fact uh, that there's land treaties that put that into play, that they ceded land to make it separate. Now, those states would then have a claim to say, no, 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 we want our land back then. No, no, if you're not going to be neutral, we want our property back. So mm. there's a lot of mess involved in there. That's the, but that, who owns definitely Washington, D.C.? Is it Virginia or Maryland? Who owns it? Well, it was both that ceded land. There was a split. Basically, it was a swamp, and they, they basically had like a split. Like that was the dividing line. So swamp. they each, yeah, exactly. But it would have to be incorporated back into a state. So which state would get it? Yeah, exactly. That's would you're exactly Maryland spot on. Virginia? You're spot on that this would create a quagmire of just nonstop litigation. To and, and this is sometimes the the goal of politicians, right? Is to get everybody so fed up that we just agree to something mm. like it, it comes back to the same old thing. Like I, I complain about this in, a, in many ways. I say, look, people, again, I just said it earlier tonight. You cannot sit here and say somebody needs to do something or somebody should do something. No, no, no. Uh, just like any good CEO will tell you, don't bring me a problem. If you don't bring me a solution, 
Right. Don't, don't, I don't want to hear it. Don't don't come here and complain. I, I, my, to me my favorite line, James, that I had literally on my wall in my trading office for ten years: "A goal without a plan is a wish." Yep. Hey, that's what a lot of people dreaming. Yeah, that's it. You got to. That's why I tell you, and I tell a lot of people all the time: pessimism is your enemy. Look, it's easy. It, it's hard to do what Tommy does, uh, Bob does, I do. And, and try to be truthful and accurate and also optimistic at the same time because pessimism is your en- enemy. It is easy. It is like a no-brainer to say, ah, nothing's going to happen. That's the easy path and the easy way out of everything because nobody cares when you're wrong. And everybody mm-hmm. just agrees with you when you're right. So well, you keep like saying, saying, yeah, it's like when you keep saying easy, it's the same mantra that I have that ease is the enemy of progress. So whether it's pessimism or ease, like pessimism is the easy route, maintaining optimism and, um, you know, just being persistent. That's the hard route. So, yeah, I mean, the pessimistic route is much easier. And, that, and I was like that in my early 20s and, and nothing went my way, whether it was relationship wise, friend wise or career wise. Yeah, Because you, you stopped looking for solutions. Someone's saying the voice chat's locked. Are we at capacity? I can't get in. I'm going to look at it. Someone else said yes. I'm on it. Yeah, maybe log out, log back in. Actually, if they can't get in, they can't hear me. Um, Yeah, that's the best when I tell people. Yeah, there's no limit. All right. Uh, All right, James, go on. Sorry. I don't even remember what I was saying. I, <laughs> I, I literally don't. I guess the, the best thing I can say is everybody needs to maintain their optimism and make sure that they're paying attention to the real world and finding solutions and quit complaining all the damn time. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy for everybody to complain, right? We can, we can lodge our complaints all we want. It's going to do nothing. But find a solution to it. And that's why people like you are creating four deep. Dot com. It's why people like me are creating Criado.media. It's because we're finding solutions to problems, uh, not just sitting there complaining, sitting on our hands going, oh, I wish somebody made a better Twitter. Oh, I, I, wish, I wish something else would work. You know, no, don't, you know, just do something. Yeah. There was, a, uh, there was an article on, um, not an article, there was, uh, MB, MSNBC was touting. Well, Derner article? This, this, this morning was touting how 3% of Trump voters accept the election. So now, if, what is 3% of 75 million? Are you kidding me? They're, they're turning around touting that, acting like that's a big number? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that's, just, and that's just the voters. There was uh, another person on Newsmax who was talking about the whole election thing, that there's 63% of Trump supporters aren't even registered. So that puts his numbers at about 130 on 40 million. Mm. Mm. Okay. So if you, if you believe the, and you know what, listening to these people and, and you know what, they made a lot of sense when they were going over the numbers, when I'm listening to it. And if, if that's true, if it's 130, 140 million, I mean, God almighty, we got some power, but the bottom line is we got to destroy the country and that's what nobody wants. Yeah. yeah, nobody wants to do it, but uh, patriots will dr- walk through the fire. I, I tried to talk about this once before. I was like, I've, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but sometimes I've had a toothache that was so bad that ice made it feel better because what I did was overload the nerve. I shot out the other end. It's the same thing here. Sometimes it's, it's better to go through a short-term pain to get long-term results. And right now, 
if they don't do the right thing over this week, we're going to, I don't think we have a choice I, I, okay. because there's no returning from it. How do you, okay. how do you so, fix so you're it? You're right. You're right. But here's the, here's the issue. During the short term pain, you have two little problems, maybe three. I'll say three. You have Iran, you have China, and you have Russia. Okay. Who will be protecting yeah. the country during this short term pain when we are most vulnerable? You follow, you follow what I'm saying? I, I this- 100% follow you, but here's why it's, it has to happen now. And, I, and this actually will answer your question. So let's pretend for a second that uh, Wednesday fails, Thursday we start the revolution, and people start shooting motherfuckers. Donald Trump will have the power still of the presidency and be able to control the military, make sure that he points our military outwards and not inwards. Hmm. So that right there will answer those questions in the short term. It depends on now how long does it take us? Does it take us a day? Does it take us a week to get motivated and these things start happening? Or, you know, is it something that's going to take past where Donald Trump no longer can control the military and, and keep them out of the fray? And does it involve our military? How involved does the military get? Because remember, every single member of the military has family in this country. They don't want to be killing their uncles. They don't want to be killing their mom. Such an important thing that people overlook is that, like, I know we're talking. Everybody says they'll use the military against us. Well, that you're you're taking away, um, you know, the fact that every single person that's in the military, like you said, has family members that they they want to defend. You know, it's 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 unbelievable that 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 gets overlooked. It's what led to this. It's, it's what led to the Civil War in many respects. The only mm-hmm. reason that General Lee went back to Virginia was to protect his family and neighbors. And right. he said it straight up. He actually didn't even agree with the secession. But mm. he didn't have a choice because he had to go protect his family and his, uh, his neighbors. So, uh, you, you, But then you're looking at, you know, that's basically was military upon military. It was people protecting their neighbors. Mm. In this particular instance... I'm not sure that we get the same result. Uh, it's possible, though. We have to take that into consideration as a possibility. Hmm. But I, I really think that if you look at the nature of MAGA and the fact that, okay, Donald Trump had approval from 95% of the Republican Party. That's a lot of us. You know, and, and then you start taking into the fact that, okay, 80% of the military generally is Republican hmm. when they vote. So you have a high percentage of people that are going to be MAGA that are already in the military. And that goes through the officer ranks as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're really looking at a very small percentage of people that will even want to do anything to stop it. All right. they want to do is ensure that country survives. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I get your point that we got to watch the, the foreign enemies, but largely we can we can actually point to this voter fraud and say, look, China, try, China's the one behind all of this as, in the first place. So right. we're, we're, we're already at a state of war with China. You know, it's just a question of, you know, do they really have the balls to fire something at us or do we have the balls to do the, the same to them? I mean, there's there's a thousand questions out there. And if we get bogged down in the details, we'll get nothing accomplished. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's a true and I'll let you talk. Uh, I'll let you continue, Danny. I was just thinking um, it's like a, like we're saying infiltration instead of invasion, like with, with with the CCP, it is a true infiltration. And and, and that's like why people are kind of um, 
you know, not quite familiar with it because it's a different type of warfare. So you can't see it. It's not fought with guns as much right now. But like when I, when I go into my iCloud and I update, you know, the software and it says that, uh, we're complying to Chinese regulations and all the stuff I'm storing, including photos and videos are going to be, uh, you know, catering to Chinese regulations, you know, with, with my iCloud. So, I mean, this is a true infiltration that's happening right now. And uh, the Dominion systems, which had Chinese parts in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, someone said said in the chat they fired COVID at us already. Did you you see Pipeline? The guy Pipeline had me uh, Obama's uh, picture with Obama and his children. Oh, you're you're the father to Obama's kids? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, just as likely as, as you as, as as they are. Yeah, probably actually more likely. <laughs> yes, right. Realistically, so, um, there's a higher percentage. There's as thing. high a percentage that Danny's the mother of those children as Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> but, there's another thing that I like to point out about the Constitution because I, I, that's my that's my go-to. Obviously, is that you know in, in the Constitution. There's there's a couple of things prescribed that affect this election and the outcome as it is. Number one is all of the the stuff that's written in the Constitution involves Congress and the legislatures. It does not involve uh, the courts in any way. It's not even written into there. So the courts really don't have a role, even though we've allowed them to have a role in our in our precedented history. But uh, beyond that, there's one that supersedes all that, and that's the oath of office itself. And the oath mm-hmm. of office says that Donald Trump has a duty to protect this nation against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So right. he can invoke the constitutional authority of his oath of office to handle business as well. But that's why I keep saying it all comes down to a single point in time where Donald Trump has to decide, am I Abraham Lincoln or am I John Quincy Adams? That's really mm-hmm. what it comes down to. Truth, truth wants to know, and I'm asking his question because he said, I love Tommy J, so therefore you get all your questions answered. Um, he wants to know, James, who you think will be sworn in as the next, next president? And I will add to that, if anyone. I, me, I think it's Donald Trump still. I still do believe that based on all of the things that I can find, all of the data points, all of the evidence, and the, the belief in the people of America. The true belief that the people of America will get this right because we're that angry about it and doing something about it, not just sitting on Discord bitching about it. We're in the real world. We're showing up at the Washington, D.C. We are connecting with people, liaison with people that are in the you know former veterans that are like locked and loaded. We got there's a lot of things behind the scenes that are going on as well as in front of our faces. We got major engagements that are happening. Like I said, we, we already have one win already headed in the right direction with the Wisconsin state legislature. So, but again, it comes back to the will of the people. Do we have yeah. the will of Americans to stand up to the tyranny and say, no, no more. This is the last stand. This is our brave heart moment where we yeah. shout freedom. You may take our lives, but you'll never take our freedom. Are we going to have, and I believe in the American people that they are ready for this, that, we will do what is necessary, what is needed, regardless of cost. And now let me ask you a follow-up on that. So hypothetically, January 20th, Joe Biden is sworn into office. Are you still, what, what at that point will you abandon? Because obviously if that happens, we were all wrong on a lot of things. Doesn't mean we were wrong on everything, 
but we were wrong on some things, right? If that happens, being that we all said that can't happen. So we're at least (laughs) wrong on that, if nothing else, right? So, but we still, like I said before, I don't know if you're here, James, it still means Tom Hanks is a pedophile. It still means that there's a bunch (laughs) of fucking evil motherfuckers out there. So all the conspiracy theories we believe, I still believe. It's just I'll have to say I was wrong on the Trump one. But what do you do at that point? What do you abandon? Do you abandon Q at that point? Do you abandon, you know, what do you cling on to? What do you have to abandon on the 21st? I've been well spoken on the fact that I'm not a Q supporter. I'm also not a Q hater. I'm not a person that even involves himself in Q at all. Um, You know, I think that uh, there are very, a lot of good. I've said the, the main thing I've said is like, look, the message, the main message of Q is where we go one, we go all. What, what the hell's wrong with that? Why do you have a problem with that? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if it makes people wake up, if it makes people think about things for themselves, I'm all for it. I don't care what it is. I'm not someone that subscribes to it, but that's just me. Uh, and I don't shit on anybody else that does. I, I'll talk to them about their points. I'll talk to them about what's going on because I agree that everybody should uh, think for themselves. So me personally – I won't be abandoning anything. I've told my audience and everyone else, I will still be here fighting the fight. My, for me, two things have to occur. Biden has to get sworn in, number one, and then uh, the patriots that I've been in touch with and talked to all the time will have also had to have rolled over and not done anything about it. And at that point, what do I do but call everybody a fucking pussy and uh, try to figure out how to fucking move forward. But I'm not going anywhere because my job is to do what I'm doing right now. It's what I'm good at. It's analyzing data, putting what the data means together, and trying to go forward. I admit every time I'm wrong, every time I've ever gotten anything wrong, I come directly out and right forward and say it. Um, And uh, I never remove any broadcasts of mine so that people can always hold me accountable for the things I say. But that's also why I also... Every time I make a point, I don't just say, this is what I believe, and that's it. I say, this is what I believe because data point A, data point B, data point C, data point D. And I give them the wherewithal to go make sure that I'm right. Go think for yourself. Go find that data, and you think about what that data means. So you know that's, that's why I do the job the way that I do it. I don't just spout my opinion. I give a data, a reason, and a logic for why I'm thinking this way. Right. Uh, Truth said, Tommy G, please hire James. He's straight fire. Dude, I've been begging James to come to Four Deep and work with us for fucking two months. So, yeah, hopefully. (laughs) I love this guy. James, I I love you. (laughs) I I really, James, if I was gay. You haven't said that to me in five years. You haven't told me you loved me in five years. If I was gay, (laughs) I'd be asking for your phone number. (laughs) Yeah. I've never I, heard Danny. <laughs> I love this guy. I love this guy. Yeah, fucking oh, Danny never fucking tells us that. I've never heard Danny Me say I love you. Fucking two decades together, really four total, but you know, two of like conscious, mature mindset. When Bobby, since Bobby's been eighteen, is <laughs> it two decades fighting for the affection and attention of Kurt and Danny? And fucking James walks up here, says eight sentences, <laughs> fucking puts on his Braveheart paint. And all of a sudden, he gets, I love you. Yes, Jay, I love you. <laughs> the fuck uh, is going on? I, I need, I need, but I love everything that James is saying. Yeah. Well, it is, it's straight, it's straight truth to it. I, I think the, the thing I've always loved about James is the, and I only trust the people that are willing to admit that they're wrong and, and straight up. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like those are the ones that I trust, like not the ones that never admit that they're wrong and always try to prove that they're right. The ones that, that are, are they're okay that, you know, they're, they, they say when they're, they're wrong and then they, they're okay with pivoting, you know, like, okay, we have a new right. set of data that's pointing me in this, in a different direction. Let's reevaluate, you know, big and blue eyed. I love you guys too. Um, I know. Everybody to- stop it. Though. I like these are all fake. Yeah. Here was here the was James one, one here was, real. We can tell what you're talking. This is just you simping. Just, just here, here's one quick question. This hey, guy striker, This person striker wrote. Oh, he's on I, there. And I wanted to get this out. Um, this this person striker wrote, "If Kamala was a regular person, would you bang her?" I'd bang her in one second. Okay? <laughs> she walks around and and she walks around and she has that. Can you bang me face? Okay, that Tommy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here's my question, though. If she laughed, if if you took her out on a date and she had that Would laugh, you have sex you... with Kamala Harris. Pre-clone, pre-clone Kamala. Yeah. If she yeah. was a regular person, she walked. Yeah. Before down the they street. cloned her and fucking put this monster out. Yeah. Okay. Is yeah, there something about her? She, I'd, I'd is it. there something about her that she just has sleep with me? Yeah. Yeah. No. She's got fuck me eyes back before the cloning. She, Okay, I was gonna say fuck me, but you know, I was trying to keep it a little clean. Oh sure. Yeah. But, yeah. but okay, that was it. Yeah. Strike so that was it. Fucking strike. AOC can get it too with that big horse face of hers. Oh my AOC? One yeah, second. They- hey Danny, did you like my story about you uh when I was a kid, um you teaching me how to bet at the dog tracks based on whether a dog shits or not? I can't believe you remember that. No, I remember like it was yesterday. We won like hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> um, um yeah, but we're changing the subject. But if we go to that and go to the dog track and the dog shits right before they put it in the box, please run to the window and bet on it. You will win. It worked. I can't, be- I can't believe it. It works. <laughs> it, it really works. Oh, and I, and, I, and I carried Bobby up to the window. He was one foot two. And I carried <laughs> him up to the window to place the bet. And the teller looked at me and says, you know, I can't take it from a kid. I said, yes, you can. And and Bobby handed them the money, and we gave us the ticket, and the friggin' dog came running around. And I mean, it was like we hit it like probably six, probably you know, what seventy seventy five percent accuracy with that. I was I was over ninety percent in Arkansas when I used to go to the dog track in yeah. Arkansas. Okay, but anyway, I thought that was uh, yeah. That I can't believe you remembered that. I'm, I'm a I'm I was I'm a pretty bad uncle. No, you're a great uncle. I mean, Dude, what that's other? That's the best yeah. uncle. Are yeah. you kidding? An <laughs> uncle that, that, that's what your uncles are there for because your parents aren't going to teach you how to gamble and chase women. <laughs> we need our uncles to do that shit for us. No, I, I, did some, I, did some, I did some really fucking did, Oh, like the time you let us watch Faces of Death, which was like live <laughs> death footage. <laughs> we watched Faces lost, of Death when we were like eight. He was I, like, let's go to Blockbuster, kids. I lost, I lost them in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, you did. <laughs> dude, that's the best, dude. Kids <laughs> love those stories. They're like, yeah. fuck yeah. We're in Yankee uh, Stadium with no adult supervision. What the fuck yeah. did we get into? Well, we ended up front row. We ended up front row. Yeah. James, I had binoculars. And I was <laughs> searching the stadium for two innings. And would you believe I found them sitting three rows from the first baseline? Dude, that's awesome. Because yeah. I taught them. I taught How them how Bobby? I taught them how Bobby was like two. No, Bobby was like seven or eight. <laughs> was like no, I was like nine. nine. Yeah. Because yeah. James, I taught them how to 
how to buy the cheap tickets and then walk down to the expensive seats. Hell yeah. <laughs> and no one asks you because if you just go to the expensive seats, right, and you don't stop, you just keep walking, <laughs> they think you belong and you get in. So we go, with, say we went to a ball game. Just to cut you off there, Danny, Danny yeah. might actually be 5D chessing. He might be the reason I was able to walk through that mall on Christmas Eve, Bob. Yeah. I might have yeah. actually learned that from him when I was nine. Just to walk through. Yeah. That's just, and, and, and the other thing like that you walk with that, that yes. no one can yep. see, but they just feel it. But and the, guys, the other thing about it was he told us to hold concessions. That way, if they're like, hey, do you have a ticket? You're like, well, my hands are fucking full. I'm in row yeah. C, yeah. C, fucking <laughs> and four. And that was the other thing. Walk through with hot dog and soda in hand. Yeah. Yep. Walking, saying, <laughs> and just keep. But remember what we used to do? We'd go to the upper deck, scout the lower end of the field. Yeah, we'd look down. Okay, wait, wait for the second inning because then most of the people came and then picked our seats out. Mm -hmm. Then went down there, got food, and as I let the kids run, I was sitting there going, "I got the tickets in my pocket," and I just kept walking. And the guy would let me go, <laughs> and we'd go right to the seats. Yeah. No, yeah. honestly, that was the most influential piece. Moving seats in games that I still used up until I was like twenty five, twenty six never to go in too early because, you know, people don't get there till the second or third inning. And you did teach us that, Danny, to wait till the third inning because yeah. if you go in in the first and then someone shows up and you get booted out, now, now you put a spotlight on yourself. If no one's there by the third yep. inning, they're probably not going to be there. So that was, yeah. that was a very key piece of information, Danny, that we appreciate. Well, the other thing that you did was have us get there when the gates <laughs> open and we literally sprinted to right field for, the, uh, for batting practice and we just collected balls. Yeah. Yeah. For the first people there. Um, Smart man, always has is been. Is James uh, no, still, he's still on though? A fucking retard. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. All right, because I don't, I don't want to deter from your, um, your conversation, because we always get sidetracked. No, go ahead. Yeah, I'm I, I like I being sidetracked. <laughs> no. Yeah. I tell you what, I, I'll, I'll give James, I'll, I'll give you James's number, and then you can call him every Sunday with yeah. your fantasy football picks instead of us. Yeah. <laughs> James, you hey, James, my uh, my fantasy team, I uh, I, got, <coughs> I finished second place, and James is like, why are you calling me about your fantasy yeah. football? Yeah. My cousins won't answer the phone. No, man, I'm a hardcore fuck the NFL person now. Like, I don't give a fuck about these all these sports teams that turn their back on America. Fuck them. Fuck the NBA. Fuck the NFL. Fuck even MLB. I mean, I can't even give you a good story. We, you know what it's like because you're a Yankees fan. We're, we're Chicago guys. So we are, you know, Wrigley Field people. And my brother finally got uh, season tickets from Wrigley Field this year when mm. COVID fucking hits. Now mm. what? We, we fucking we can't use them after he already paid for them. It's like, uh, you know, and then they go crazy, all kinds of shit. So we haven't even been there. So MLB can earn me back, maybe. But the rest of them, they can all suck a dick. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, James, you just got me another story. Yes. Now, when I was living in Memphis, Tennessee, our, our goal was to go to every major league team city and see a game as much as, as, you know, as often as we could. So we take off to Chicago. And we go see Cubbies. So I'm a, I'm a diehard Met fan, just to let you know. But um, we, we take off to see the Cubbies. So I'm with three of my friends, and I go, guys, I want to go to the building across the street. We got to get on the roof. This is before they really made it, you know, you know, really big time. So we walked up to the door, and the, there was a guy there, and he wouldn't let us in. I says, I live here. I live in 4G. 
And the guy let us right in. And the guy let us right in. And we made it to the roof. Okay? Dude, we made it to the roof. We lasted about four minutes before security came and got us and dragged us down. But we made it to the roof, and I saw one pitch from the roof across from Wrigley. That's awesome. Before we got kicked out. When the guy downstairs realized there was no such thing as 4G. <laughs> 4G. Uh, That's so man, funny. What a mess. James, to, to ask you a quick question to tie back to it. So um, what do you think the percentages are? Because we, we do mostly everything in percentages, right? Because I know you subscribe to the same philosophy. We're just giving opinions based on analysis, information, and experience. Nothing we say right. is gospel. And we could only be, you know, so far in one direction. So right. if you had to lay out a percentage of what you think happens on January 6th, give me your percentages. It's a good one. I, I think a lot of it's coin flips, to be honest. With you. I think most of it's 50-50 because I know this is why I'm putting so much pressure on the American people that I can reach. And that is we have to make these people fear us. So this is, this is the undeterminative factor is how much fear can we put into these politicians based on our fear of us versus fear of their, you know, wallets, supporters, billionaires, whatever have you. So uh, there are constitutional things that can occur, like, again, we just highlighted Wisconsin's already starting. So, you know, but everything is a coin flip at this point. I mean, you know, if I had to, if I had to put a bet down on something, I'm not sure that I could actually bet on, on on anything happening because there's so many opportunities for things to happen it's not just a if this was a simple like this is it this is the one thing it's either yes or it's no uh it would be much easier but there's like 10 different steps that can happen just between now and the six but if, so if we remove all of those variables and we just take it to the six then we just say it relies on the senate uh uh making a decision here then I'm going to put it at about 70% because I have faith that Mike Pence is going to handle business. So I'm going to say 70% Mike Pence is, is where the, the faith lies. So let me stop you there for a second. So you, you still have faith in Pence and you think Pence is good? Yeah, nothing's ever changed my mind. I've talked to I, I've been on the times. same train, James, and I thought yeah. I was like alone on the train. So oh, no, no, the, all the data I, I've pointed this out. And, and this is why, again, data driven, just like you data, 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 every right. single time Mike Pence has had the opportunity to just give a political answer. He hasn't, he's gone full throated on Donald Trump. And he has said things that he didn't need to say. He could have answered the question like a politician. He chose not to, he chose to answer Donald Trump is going to fix this problem. This is what we're doing. We've been outlining this for months, blah, blah, blah. So when I look at all of the data points and I look at Trump himself again tonight, not only did he let Trump um, Pence speak in Georgia right. and have him go down there, he then at his own speech say, we have a lot of faith in Mike Pence. He's a good guy. He's going to handle business. He's going to take care of it. He better. But, you know, that's him joking. He's saying, I have faith. Still in Mike Pence. Mike Pence is going to handle business. Um, Donald Trump retweeted 
the tweet that showed Mike Pence needed to send a letter to the secretary or to the state legislatures of Pennsylvania and Georgia and, and all of these contested states and blah, blah, blah. My, he retweeted that showing we're aware we're on the ball. Mike Pence got this. Mm-hmm. So every piece of data I can find supports Mike Pence. No data exists that doesn't. There's people with opinions. There's people talking shit, but there's nobody putting data before us. There's no one saying, Here's a recorded conversation of Mike Pence saying, fuck Donald Trump. Here's Mike Pence signing a piece of bill that says, fuck Donald Trump. Nothing. There's only innuendo, speculation, and bullshit. And so when I see that it's all just opinion against him and no data that I can find, I have to weigh completely the opposite and say, yes, Mike Pence is 100% on MAGA because he's proved it and earned it from me. Right. I mean, and and that's the funny thing is that that's where the Q people don't like me, right? A lot of times because they hate Pence. Um, and I, I'm assuming it's because they claim they've to- been told to hate Pence. Um, it seemed as if Lynn Wood was against Pence. Did you get that same feeling from everything he was writing, talking about a firing squad for Pence? Which oh, is yeah, part yeah. of the reason I why I don't got trust Lynn Wood. Like, you know, a lot, of, a lot of my doubt and undoubt comes to the fact that I actually still do and maybe I'll be wrong, or maybe you'll be wrong, or maybe we'll both be on here on Thursday going, well, sorry, but, I mean, yeah. you know, does that bother you with the Lynn Wood situation, being that Lynn Wood seems to be so anti-dependence from what he's, what he's been saying? No, not at all. Again, I go back to how I see Lynn Wood as completely different than most people do, is, is that I see what his strategy seems to be. Again, I can't speak for him. I can only go by data, and the data shows me that basically Linwood is driving the narrative. He is making people talk about Linwood. And he is citing, as you, I did hear you, cited earlier on the fact that, um, you know, when you were talking about the Isaac Cappy story, right? Linwood has already sh- shifted gears on that. People are like, oh, Linwood wouldn't say that if he didn't have absolute proof. But then Linwood comes out and tweets and says, yeah, my proof wasn't so absolute. So, uh, you know, I mean, you can find what's going on. And then I go back to my political side. I understand politics at a deep root level. And this is why I try to steer people towards things like go read The Prince from Machiavelli, because Machiavellian politics is still alive today. It, it, you'll understand so yep. much more about politics just by reading that single book. And I tell people. Don't read it once. Don't read it twice. Read it until you think you understand it and then read it again because I guarantee you still don't understand it because that's how there are so many intricacies that they talk about in there. You'll understand things like why the fuck did we have a uh, – I think it was a governor have his assistant claim that the baby was his when it was really the governor's because that's Machiavellian politics. The prince must be protected at all times. So right. this too is Machiavellian politics. It is Machiavellian politics to say, look, I'm going to come out here and I'm going to keep the pressure on these cocksuckers because I know that a politician will do nothing but what the voters say to do by the polls. These hmm. people just love polls. They think polls tell them how to do everything. If, they, if you said by a poll, we don't want Mike Pence to ever take a shit again, he would probably try to hold his shit as long as possible. So right. the whole point of that is that this is what Linwood understands about politicians, is that if you don't keep fire to their feet, they will fuck you in the ass faster than you can turn around. So mm. you have to see that and know that 
pressure is more important than anything. Being right doesn't matter. I don't care if I'm right or wrong. Right. That's why I've been trying to focus everybody on, look, the pressure is what matters. They, I'm telling you, if they don't fear you, they're going to do something else because they fear something else. They all react on fear. That's what polling's all about. And that's why they teach you not to question is because when you continue to apply pressure and, and continue to que- question, you hold them accountable on a daily and an hourly basis. You know, because, I mean, there was a time in which people, you know, held their their local um, politicians, you know, feet to the fire the way, you know, in the way that we don't do now. I mean, like we don't probably couldn't even name who our mayors are oftentimes or our aldermans or, you know, just anybody like within our city or our town. And, and there were times in which, you know, People were going up there on a daily basis and holding them accountable or writing letters or, or phone calls or you know everything of that nature. We've been taught not to question and that every time we question, mm-hmm. we're either a conspiracy theorist or you know anything like that. So, um, yeah, I think, I think applying pressure is the, is, is the number one thing. So that's why I say I, I still say January 6th, man. I still say January 6th is that, uh, is that pressure that we're applying. Yep. What do you think? Yeah. Was someone going to say something? I just had a question at what point, I mean, I love the Machiavellian analogy here and I like it, but at what point would you backtrack that say after the 20th, if it looks like nothing changes? I think I don't understand the question. Backtrack the Machiavellian politics. So I I, I think what Taz is saying is like, at what point would you say, okay, you know what? I was wrong. You know, this isn't Machiavellian. We were, we were just off base. We met, we read as soon as I see a piece, any piece of data that I was wrong. That's all I care about is the data. Um, so, I mean, let me give you an example, example of that. the sixth, the sixth, all of a sudden the election remains the same after the sixth. Okay. Right. Well, there's a, I don't think. Okay. So if I remove all of the variables and I just go with what you just pointed, then on the seventh, I will be the first guy on Periscope saying, well, we fucked that up. Now what do we do? Let's get this done, this done, this done, this done, because this is what we have to do kind of thing. Like, I, I'm, I'm always moving forward. I, 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 don't, I don't mind being wrong, and I think that I could give you a better real-world example of me being wrong uh, based on the data and what I've done about it. Um, so prior, much prior to everybody else, for one, and number two is much prior before he was ever out of office, um, I, I was on the train that, okay, uh, uh, Rod Rattenstein is doing the right thing. And here's why. And I could show data and data and data and everything lined up until I received some data that proved he was a fucked up traitor piece of shit. And I was came right out uh, the next day when I got that data and I showed, okay, here's the new data that I got. And I can't remember exactly what that data was, but it, and I laid that out and then I backtracked the data with the other data points. And I said, so I was wrong. Rod is right. a fucking rat. Now that was at least two months before he ever got uh, fired, essentially from the DOJ. So um, it was probably longer than that, to be honest with you. But time has been very blurred lately. Um, but the point is, is that it was early. As soon as I got the data, I don't have a problem coming out and saying, "Okay, I got this wrong. Here's the new data. This is why." Now the data makes sense like this. And this is why I advise people all the time, especially that are trying to think this things through is that you can't just add new puzzle pieces to the puzzle. You have to rebuild the puzzle every time you get new data from the ground up. You can't, you, if you just try to add pieces 
you'll just end up being like the rest of these fucking retard pundits out there that just try to prove themselves right every time because they're always trying to use the three-year-old's method of just smash the fucking puzzle piece into their puzzle because they don't want to fucking start over. But if you're going to do it right, every time you get a new piece of data, you got to rebuild that puzzle and make sure that that data actually fits with the other data you've been analyzing. If it doesn't, you, you have to read, okay, which one's wrong? Why? Do I discount this data? Do I discount the old data? Which data is wrong and why? So I, I advise people all the time that your, your, your puzzle has to be changing every time you get a new piece of data. You just have to rebuild from the ground up and make sure those pieces fit correctly and not fit the way you want them to fit. Yeah, I think that's a very important thing with everybody is like to is, is if you let go, try to let go of cognitive dissonance and confirmation bias as much as you can and even admit that, you know, it's a, it's honestly it's an invigorating feeling to say, OK, you know what? I was wrong. I got a new puzzle piece. The important thing is making sure we fit this puzzle piece together so that it makes it a, a picture that's accurate. You know, when, once you have that and you and you let go of the fear of being wrong, it opens you up to to other worlds, which, which is why I feel like even people in our movement get really, really afraid to do, and that's why they attack a lot of people that think differently and, and hold different opinions and have that same type of like like you're attacking someone's persona if you disagree with them. You know, when when you have that mentality of not being afraid to being wrong and openly admitting it and being able to pivot, then you you're more able to you know you're open to more information and you're willing to debate rather than you know attack attack <laughs> attack which it seems like it happens on both sides a lot hey, can i ask happens. you a question james yeah can i ask you one question because i'm not going to be on much longer trump keeps sending out these uh talking about the democrats and he's basically pointing towards cotton did, did you see the tweet this morning yeah, Tom Cotton's a piece of shit, and he needs to go. But did you see what Trump wrote about the Republicans uh, need to watch and listen because we don't forget or something? What, what did he write? What's up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's talking to exactly what the point is that I think all of us have been talking about is that is they're not understanding that the voters voted for Trump, not Republicans. We didn't right. vote for the Republican agenda. We didn't right. vote for fucking Tom Cotton. We voted Tom Cotton to get in there and protect <laughs> Donald Trump. And so okay. he's trying to tell these people, hey, dipshit, wake the fuck up. These people are going to fucking torch you just like they're going to torch the Democrats because they've had enough. Okay, but do you think this is his narrative, his next narrative, in case he doesn't stay in office? is a brand new party and i say this patriot party that i'm hearing about i don't think so and, I, and i've been trying to steer people away from this and to understand power so there's three laws to power that are immutable unchangeable you can't do shit about it number one you have to get power number two you have to keep power and number three you have to prevent your opponent from getting power Understand those three laws of power and then understand how Donald Trump operates. We all know Trump and, and how he does things. So Donald Trump is the leader of the Republican Party. What do I mean? Not just the structure, but we the voters. He controls the vote right now because it's what we want. It's not to say that we don't control the vote, but he's our leader. He's our chosen leader. We chose him to go drain that motherfucking swamp. So Let's take this and game it out. Even if Donald Trump is not the president, 
Donald Trump is still going to be the leader of the Republican Party. So when he said tonight on that rally stage, I'm going to be here in a year and a half running against their, your fucking governor here. That is saying that we are going to make sure your ass is out of here. So he is telling everybody, like, we don't need a third party. We already own this one. So quit trying to take people into this direction and understand that this tent is big enough for all of us. And I tell people that want this, <coughs> excuse me, Patriot Party, third party, mega party, however you want to call it. Look at what you have to do to accomplish your mission. Why do that? Why go through the pain and suffering and years and maybe even decades long of building a new party when all you have to do to completely control the Republican Party right now is run for your county chair? That's it. It's every county in America. Go run for your county chair. If MAGA patriots run enough of that, we'll control not just the vote. We will already control the money because it's in our wallets. Then we will control the structure. And with Donald Trump at the head, we're done. We're done in one cycle. We're literally done in the next election of our county chairs. We don't have to build an organization. It's already there. Donald Trump put in place twice now, Ronna McDaniel. Now, you don't have to like her. I don't care if you like her or not. Donald Trump has two times now put her in charge. So that means she's playing ball with him. He's the, he's the leader of the party. We have the leader of the top of the structure. All we have to do is take the bottom half of the structure. We control the whole thing. That's your fastest route to a third party that runs things. And I'll remind everybody, remember what happened with Lincoln. Lincoln did the same thing I just described. Lincoln took the Whig party away and made it the Republican party in the first place. That was what happened under Lincoln. Well, this is Lincoln 2.0, and it's time to kick some fucking ass. And James knows about Lincoln because he was like 37 years old. When <laughs> That's fucking right. I was on that fucking train, motherfucker. <laughs> James voted for him. <laughs> Danny ran against him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just that does seem the easiest route than rather than, you know, completely regrouping and starting from scratch. The whole, you know, because um, if, if we already own a majority of the party, then that does seem like the quickest route. We, we definitely own the vote on 95 percent approval rating in the 90, in the Republican Party for Donald Trump proves we own the vote. The voters are already there and Trump's going to be the leader. So the, the, why would they go anywhere else? There's no reason to leave. Not, nobody's <laughs> going to jump ship and nobody's jumping well, ship right now. What about the donations? What to Tom Cotton? I thought he was a big Trump guy. Tom Cotton is doing the political thing, and he doesn't understand that the people aren't voting for Republicans. The people are voting for Donald Trump, and they're voting for Tom Cotton to protect Donald Trump. Do, do, uh, Tom Cotton is, is serving his own interests. At this point, we cut him loose. He's just, he's just you know, bad bait. You're like, okay, yeah, you decided you think you're better than us? Fuck you, you're out. Next. I mean, it's pretty simple. I guarantee that we're going to get rid of Brian Kemp, we're going to get rid of Tom Cotton, and we're going to get rid of Rathlisberger in the very next election that's possible because Donald Trump has already said it. He said, I'm going to be personally working against you. So unless Donald Trump dies, I guarantee we get rid of them. Hey, and let me tell you something, Tommy and Bob. Hey, hey, you, you, you need an uncle? Again? Do you need an Do you need an <laughs> uncle? <laughs> do you need an uncle? <laughs> Because I'm ready to trade my two nephews in. <laughs> you already told you. You already told him you loved him, which you haven't done to I, us in years. This guy, 
Let me tell you something. James, are you sure you don't need an uncle? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I got six. Yeah. Yeah, but there's always room for seven. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, there's a different, you know, it's different when you hang up and you say, all right, love you, kid. But you never put the I in it. Like tonight, you said, I love you, James. I mean, do you understand <laughs> like, how, how, like what the difference is there? Yeah, but I really love this guy. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, I'll tell you what. You call him every Sunday when your fantasy football team's <laughs> doing bad or good. I am the sixth. Look at him. James is pushing me in my wheelchair. Look at that. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Uh, one, one last thing to the audience out there. Somebody put a meme or whatever you call it of me on the roof wearing a Cubs hat looking at the, looking at the game. <laughs> Let me see if we can do that. There you go. Oh, you're challenging the meme team? Yeah, to get me sitting on a roof or my face <laughs> on a roof with a cub hat overlooking the game. This is like when you have uh this is like when you have uh like a like a young nephew or something and you need a beer and you tell him, I bet you can't go run to the fridge and get a Heineken for seven <laughs> seconds. Right? Like you make a game out of it. So Danny just right, right. a picture and he's trying to like challenge the meme team, meme team six to get them to uh <laughs> <laughs> to get them to go to work like the Navy SEALs. Meme Team 6. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sick. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, meme Team 6. Dude, I'm out. telling you, Danny G in the chat, and and I think it's C-Tubs, and all those guys, that they meme the shit out of me. And I'm telling you, this shit is so funny and it's so good. I couldn't believe how fast they came up with those memes the first time I was on the, the show with Bob. I was like, holy yeah. crap, dude. That is hilarious. I, I, hold I was actually nervous, James. I was, I was like, shit, the Kim they're, they're fucking... I was like, they're coming after you, man, but you handled it. What would you would you be able to tell me what state you're in? Me? I'm in Hawaii. Are you kidding? No, no, I'm in Hawaii. No, no, I'm serious. Yeah, no, I'm really in Hawaii. Yeah, I do my scope every day and show everybody the beach and the ocean and and uh you know driving around and Hawaiian traffic, Hawaiian weather. Dude, you definitely need me as your uncle. (laughs) I think I think y'all are like the same age. He's not my age. He sounds like no, he's no. I know he's not. No, no. I'm actually much older than 35. I'm 50. <laughs> Nine years older than you. <laughs> you could still be his uncle, technically. You were my Wait uncle at what? James, 14. I, James, I got one better. Since we're so close in age, you could be my little brother. There you go. There you go. There, now, now that I could do. Yeah, yeah. So take Tommy, we've literally back. just been abandoned by our uncle. Oh, and father God, figure. Dude, I've been trying to get rid of this motherfucker. James, you don't understand. He's not just our uncle. He's our primary father figure. Yeah, not and anymore. you just stole him from us. Let's get rid of him, Bob. I mean, it's time, Bob. It is time. Can we be honest? I feel like James is excited about it, but in a week, he's going to be calling saying, you can I mean, have him back. Everyone's excited about it, right? Like, <laughs> well, you know. He lives in Hawaii. Yeah, please take this motherfucker. Yeah. Danny, like, Danny is... I'm blocking Danny. his number now. Hey, yeah. James, Danny. I went to uh, South Carolina last week, and my girls' softball team finished 12th place. And, uh, <laughs> Want to so about all 12 innings? <laughs> yeah. So in the first inning, this girl got a single, right? But yeah, so James is. I told her to stretch a triple out of a single. <laughs> Danny is to, um, like family level relationship with people. Like I am to like girls who want to date me. Right? Here like, we go. It seems like a great idea. 
Mm. It's really fun for a short period of time. And then you're just like, what the fuck did I just get myself into? So, right. Yeah. But by the time you're committed, it's too late. That is not true. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That is not true. Because you've been with me for 40 years. Right. And I think that exact thing I just said every week. No, (laughs) no. Yes. Oh, there's a business. There it is. See, (laughs) Tom. Look at that. Got me up there. Uh, wait, it needs to be on 4G though. <laughs> yeah, you gotta change for 60 to 4G. 4G. Oh. My wife is gonna start throwing knives at me. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I know you gotta go. Imagine that. I get through. Oh, right, man, I've been doing this for like five hours. My wife thinks I I hate her now. Ah, oh, that's all right. You could you could take off. You gotta go, James. Women than you do. Yeah, yeah. That's why, that's <laughs> I why I because otherwise I'll end up like you. So. <laughs> that's why. That's why I keep my house empty, James. They just I keep them here for hours, not days, years, or months. So just so I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Gold Star Nicole says, "Take care of your wifey, James." Yeah, James, go take care of the wife. We don't need you to get a. Uh, you know. We need you in two days. We need you in yeah. two days. Yeah. <laughs> you're not oh, Tommy. You're, set, you're setting me if you, up. If you, if you get so. kicked out, you're gonna have to move in with Danny. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't You're want setting that. me up for the sex joke, Tom. <laughs> so, but anyway, Danny, I'll get I'll get you James's number. You can you can you guys. Can, <laughs> I I want to I want to know when he's on again so I can listen to him. Yeah. You need um, to follow his Periscope. He does one every single day. They're really good. James, I do a great Danny on the street. No, you don't. Yeah, I got and it's Dan on the street. Likes. Dan on yeah. the street, idiot. Oh. Stand on the street. Okay. He doesn't even know the name of his own thing. Guys, girls, and gays. But um, all right. Listen, I'm gonna run. But James, this James, this was really great. Uh, listening to, I really appreciate listening to and let me chat with you for a minute. And uh, Tommy and Bob, I do love you guys. Is, is, does that make you feel better? That's not as good as saying I love you. Not I do. Yeah. See how he put the do in there? I do yeah, love you guys. I want I want you to I want to I want to hear Bob, I love you. Tommy, I love you. Bob, I love you and Thomas G, I think I love you. Hey, <laughs> all the extra words in mine. All the extra <laughs> words in mine. That's all right. We're going to get into we're going to get into either on probably on no mercy. We're going to save it for no mercy. The uh, the Danny betrayal that took place yesterday. Wow. So, no, Danny so. had nothing to do with it. No, we're not teasing it, Dan. Wow. We're not talking about it. Okay. We're not teasing it. We're addressing okay. it on no mercy. Okay, we I will address it on no mercy. In front of 200, 500 people, I want this addressed in front of hundreds of thousands. This wait, will be dropped wait, on no mercy. has a question. Wait, hold on a second. Oh. James, are, are you still in there? I wanted to give you the proper send-off, but I don't know if it, he might have gotten stabbed already. Either way, okay. Anyway, what were you saying, uh, Danny? Um, yeah, get me on No Mercy, and uh, we'll talk about it. And um, I'm almost up to 1,000 followers on Twitter. <coughs> and it's at Danny No Mercy. And if people want to follow me and laugh a little bit, they can uh, do that, and we'll take it from there. And uh, it's really, I tell you, this was great. That, that guy was really, I liked listening to him. Good. So, so it was it was great. I appreciate it. Um, all right, you all have a good night to all my guys, gals, and gays. I hope you all have a wonderful evening. <laughs> good night, Danny. I love you.
And I love you too, Robert. <laughs> I love you, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Later, dudes and dudettes. All right. Yeah. See you, Amen. And Danny, change your name to Uncle Danny. This Uncle D is, is retarded. Why, why is he so afraid of Uncle Danny? Why he doesn't understand branding. Like, there it is, 4G. No, he is, doesn't understand branding. Yeah. How is Uncle D any different than Uncle Danny? Like, I, I don't know. Uncle D one? is way worse because D Uncle is like dick. Stand for dick. Yeah. Like, I'm going to give her the D. Like, yeah. so if anything, it's creepier being Uncle D. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 10 times creepier. Hopefully... Homeboy Wednesday goes well. That's our first target, first real target, not made up target by the internet. That's a real target. So we'll see. We'll be talking between now and then. Uh, let's do each other a favor. If we enjoy this community and this chat and tonight, let's make it so that we want to come back in here. Does that sound good? Like, let's not, let's bring it back. I'm not going to threaten. I'm not, I'm just saying, like, just let's try and keep this energy going. Let's keep it cool. Let's stop fighting with each other. If you see trolls and shit, stop fighting with them. You're just encouraging them. It only takes 2% of a population to destroy a population. So if there's, you know, there's usually not. Like I told Bobby, remember what I said to you before we got on here tonight? I go, I'm going to post some shit on Instagram. I haven't done this yet in a while. That's why it seems like the trolls are so bad. Because I'm going to go bring in hundreds of people that aren't usually in here because they got sick of it. They're going to come in to hear the Linwood thing. Right. So the trolls won't be as bad. <clears throat> they'll still be here, but they'll still be the same seven trolls. It's just there'll be hundreds of people overpowering them. So right. the thing you guys have to understand is there's always going to be 10, 15 trolls in the chat at all times. Right. Mm -hmm. But if there's three, four, five hundred people in here and there's 15 trolls, there, it's not as big a deal as if there's 47 people in here and there's 15 trolls because the trolls never leave. Mm -hmm. They're always, they have no life. They're in their fucking basement with nothing to do, hating themselves when they look in the mirror. So they're always here. So the key is not to chase out the good people, not to make this unpleasant. And that's why I keep saying with fucking posting selfies all day and porn and fucking, you know, even when the good people just get too horny all day, it chases out good people. And then when it comes time to stop the trolls, the good people don't want to come back because of the trolls and because, you know, they don't want to sign up for a dating site. They wanted to get conspiracy information because the NWO might fucking take over the world on Wednesday. So they're not really worried about trying to fuck the girl with the tattoos and the avatar. Right. So yeah, that's the whole thing. It's not just about trolls and free speech. It's about keeping the community during normal hours, normal, and these aren't fucking dictator rules. This is just common sense. At 4 p.m., act like a fucking adult. At 11 p.m., 10 p.m., loosen up a little bit. Don't get raunchy and crazy. If I'm in here, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Because I'm in here to control it, right? And we need to do a better job as a company. And this is part of the reason for the meeting tomorrow. We need to be, do a better job. Myself, Bobby, Ataz. Ben, Janet, all of us need to do a better job of making sure there's administrators in here more often. So we will do that side of it and we will make sure we're in here more often and have a community watch factor and have people in here. But you need to do a better job of the good people not being horny fucking lunatics all day. 
Okay, so if you don't be fucking retards who haven't got laid in fucking seven years, then and just focus on, hey, let's talk about the issues at hand. We have a huge 14 days coming up. Really, your mind shouldn't be on trying to find a boyfriend or a girlfriend in the chat room for the next two weeks. Like, you've got to worry about the fucking NWO taking over and you dying. Okay? So, like, for, like, two weeks of your life, try and fucking act like human beings and not be fucking retards during the regular hours. And then we'll, we'll do what we can to fucking keep the community good and vibrant so that we can continue to go. Because I'm at a point where I'm looking at January 20th as my drop-dead date if Biden were to fucking get inaugurated. And I'm looking at the four deep launch, which who the fuck knows this meeting tomorrow. Hopefully I get answers. Maybe that's January 20th too, but that's my drop dead date where if this thing goes to shit again and you guys let this get out of control, you'll just wake up one day and I'll have the chat frozen. Like that's what's going to happen. So I'm not going to let my name, Bob's name, Ben's name, Racket's name, fucking Aitaz's name, the girl's names, Rain's name, Pixie's name, Jay's name. I'm not going to let them all get dragged through the mud with bullshit troll accounts, right? And fake shit all day. I'd rather just shut the fucking thing down until the site launches and then you'll come back up and it'll say $5 to enter or whatever the fucking number is. So if you want to keep it up, don't let it go to shit because I will just straight shut it down. And you can call me a dictator, call me whatever you want. You can go build your own then. I don't need to not want to come into my own community. So if it becomes more trouble than it's worth, and right now it's worth zero dollars to me. It's technically worth negative dollars to me. So if it becomes more trouble than it's worth, I will leave it. And then this time I'm going to shut it down. So just make it normal. There's going to be mistakes. There's going to be people who say dumb shit. I'll make a couple more. You'll make a couple more. Just don't let it become a habit and don't let it get toxic. Don't encourage the fucking retardation that goes on in here. And don't pay attention to the fucking people who are fake. If they're fake and you know they're fake, screenshot, get evidence, send it to an administrator. If we can identify that that's a fake account, we'll just ban them. I'm not afraid to ban anybody at any point if it's a fake account or if they're saying mean shit. So is that a deal? We good? Deal. Deal? All right. Deal. Cool. All right. Well, guys, thank you. I love you guys. I uh, appreciate you. Sorry you've had to go through some of the shit we've had to go through in here recently. I promise you when the site drops, it won't happen ever because we'll have fucking uh, an extra layer of security called a paywall, uh, which is the reason it doesn't happen in the sports chat ever. Fucking Taz, we banned the kid for fucking one comment the other day, right? And then he came in here and started bitching. And I said, you can stay in here. You're out of there. You know, so it's like, but I only said one thing. Yep. And that was one thing too many. Like you don't yep. get to say one thing in there. How about that? Like, that's it. You go at Lex once you're out, you know, and, and that's basically, but I paid, well, go get your money back. I don't fucking care. So it's a lot easier with a paywall to fucking keep these people away. But again, not trying to fucking profit from this, as you can tell by fucking not running an ad on the podcast for the last year, not fucking charging you for this, not doing any of it trying to hold off as long as we can to keep it free and keep it information going, at least while we're in the heart of the political season. But, um, you know, let's, uh, let's act like humans. So, uh, any final words, Bobby? No, I just, um, you know, let's just, let's see what happens, man. And just stay positive with each other. You know, the whole thing about our community is to openly share information and, uh, to have a good time doing it, you know? Yeah. So just to keep it weird, and uh, we'll see what happens, man, on the 6th. But I, I got my popcorn out. That's for damn sure. 
No, I don't know. What happened to the peanut butter face? Did someone I delete it? I am so sick of it. <laughs> so sick of it. I did. <laughs> did ATOS did ATOS delete it? Tw- <laughs> First one. That's great. That's great. I, del- I delete that fucking fruit one all the time. Oh, yeah, there, there's God, a few of those yeah. gifts that I just delete because I can't look at them. And I'm not going to tell you which fruit one because then everyone's going to post it. No, everyone's going to post that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, all right, guys. Uh, have a good night. I'm out. I uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, we'll see if we can get a recording of this put on the site for those of you who missed the beginning. Yep. All right. Tommy G. <sighs> out. Well, it's the No Mercy Podcast with Tommy G. We sure like talking about conspiracies. The party begins when we're four drinks deep. That's when we start trying to rip pill. She create the mayhem. We create the mayhem. The bot is a gay alien. Create the mayhem. We create the mayhem.